you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member, you'll know a thing or two about an expertly packed capsule wardrobe that balances business and leisure. So you can go from conference sleek to cocktail party chic with a few new accessories. You can hustle from 9 to 5 before exploring with ease from 5 to 9. Because you're the chief excursion officer. The Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know business. It's that time of year again to bring the HBCU energy. Target has you covered from a range of Black-owned or founded products, alongside impactful opportunities to support and invest in the next generation of HBCU excellence. Whether it's homecoming or brunch with the girls, add an exclamation point to the menu with the Bronx-owned Ghetto Gastro's waffle mix and syrup and Slutty Vegan's Tasty Dips. Even better, make it a party with fun games like Lyrically Correct and Culture Karaoke. Discover more ways to tap in with Black-owned or founded products for your next social gathering. And oh, by the way, did you know Target's bringing back the HBCU Design Challenge? A creative competition pairing HBCU students with Target mentors. Keep an eye out for Target Scholars as well, a scholastic program offering financial assistance and internship opportunities for HBCU students. Lock in with Target this homecoming season and beyond at Target.com slash BlackBeyondMeasure. You know what else Target is doing? They're sponsoring season two of Illuminating Intersectionality, hosted by myself, Chef Jade, Dr. Takia Robinson, and Fran of Hey Fran Hey. It's a three-part series, season two, that discusses intersectionality as Black women in different spaces. And in this particular season, we are covering what? HBCUs. Illuminating Intersectionality drops homecoming week. Make sure you listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. My man, he don't call me anymore. We don't even kiss. Am I his fool? What must I do to keep him loving me? All this love I give, that ain't cool. Got what you want. I got what you need. Come on. This time I'm gonna make it hot. Baby. I got what you want. Got what you want. Got what you need. I got what you Can need. Another shot. Come on, this baby. Uh. Anybody rolled past the house and checked on Nicole Ray? I don't know because you know she's not listed as Nicole Ray anymore. She's now Lady Ray. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. A title. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Praise the Lord, niggas. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? You know, I'm just here um, trying to get into this fall season. It's fully fall now. It's giving autumnal. I came home. Sister. I came home from traveling this weekend. And the first thing I did was cut the heat on, honey. Cut it on. (laughs) I opened that door and said, oh, no. Oh, no. There's a chill in my house. We've got to address this expeditiously. Oh, instantaneously. I mean, it's got to happen right now. It's, it must. I cannot sleep. I can't function in the cold house. But yes, the heat is on. And I guess it makes sense because when I was living, you know, in my apartment days, 
they typically turn the heat on mm-hmm. around the mm-hmm. holiday formerly known as Columbus Day. Mm-hmm. You know, that mm-hmm. was typically the marker of the start of the fall. The autumnal season was coming in. Guns blazing. Okay. I like truly in, in like the quickest fashion too, because I, I mean, think one day not I had on us. like a, a hoodie and the next day it was like jacket. Yes. <laughs> what I, you as mean? you see, I'm still wearing my hoodie, but I got my, I had to pull out my leather. I mean, the leather coat over the hoodie is where we are. Oh, it's where socks in the house. Season. Oh, honey. I mean, yeah. good. I mean, all the toes must be covered. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, yeah. we are, we are squarely, Standing squarely in the autumnal season, I'm going to give you guys a little insight because this is something, this is a family uh, a secret I'm going to let you in on. But I think that you'll get a kick out of this, sister. So, you know, my grandfather, Dida, Dida is a very cold-natured person. Always mm. has been. Very much, he keeps him a sweater, keeps him... Uh, you know, a covering, you know, something for his arms, you see. Yes. Because it gets cold. And so in the he don't play, you know, now's about rounded by the time where he gonna pull out his long johns. Okay. Oh, but, I love a long john yes, now. Yes. So we have a couple of sort of like in the family terms that we use to signify the start of long john season. Right. Mm. So I'm gonna give y'all just a little taste of okay. what it sounds like. Uh, in my house growing up, like, you know, okay. came in, like I came in today, it was a little chilly in the house. Now, mm-hmm. Dida would say, it's time, two things, two ways I'm going to give y'all. The first way he would say, it's time to reach for the disciples. <laughs> right? Because, you know, Jesus had the disciples and the closest ones to him <laughs> were James, John, and Peter. So when he said it's time to reach for the disciples, he's talking about getting his long johns, right? Mm-hmm. That's John. John is the long johns. James is the thermal shirt, <laughs> right? So he would say it's time to get James and John. That's how you know it was time to pull out the thermal underwear. That is amazing. <laughs> now, the other way. Now, if we were, if were just in the house, we was in mixed company. Another way he would say... You know, if we was outside, let's say I was I saw him somewhere. Let's say I came home uh, or came back to Nashville and I got off the plane. It was cold. It's wintertime. Mm-hmm. One of the first things D-Dye is going to say is that, have you joined the union? That means, <laughs> that means do I have my long johns on? Like, are you are you adequately prepared for these cold, this cold climate? Have was you joined- D-Dye ever in the military? No, but his brothers were. So the interesting part of that is that, you know, D-Daz has two older brothers and every, he, he lived during the draft, I think, for the Korean War. Mm-hmm. But because his two older brothers were already gone, he he was able to say, I have to stay home to provide for my mother and grandmother. So he never okay. went. He never went to war, but his brothers went. OK, OK. Yes. Dita, he said, have you joined the union? Have you joined the union? Now, if I call him right now and told him, like, Dita, I had to turn my heat on, he would be like, "Mm -hmm, have you joined the union? Because it's time to join the union. I don't know what you're waiting on. You better get right and get down and join the union. That is the most amazing way of of talking about Long John's. My family just has two phrases. Put something on your feet and cover your chest. Put something on your feet. My grandma would say that. You need to have something on your feet. (laughs) 
I put something like, on your feet. Something and now feet. I do it to Noah. I'm like, you need to put something on your feet. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love that. Stop walking around this house with your bare feet. And my grandma would be offended. I don't see how you in the world you walk around on this cold floor with nothing what on is your cold feet. Floor? <laughs> this feet is this this floor is cold. And I know why are you walking on this cold floor with nothing on your feet? <laughs> my mom gets get very sick. anxious. And then don't let me be like in a hotel or something. Like there have been times when I'm in a hotel with my mom. And you know how you just changing your shoes or especially if your feet hurt, you take your shoes off. I'm just like, mm -mm -mm -mm, don't put. Now you're going to get a ward or something on your feet. These, you know, these floors are nasty. That's it. I'm okay. Like, you're not I am wrong. your mother and your you're grandmother. Not wrong. Right. You're not wrong. So you got to hurry up. That's why when I go away, I always bring me a flip flop or a house shoe or something. God, you must. You, you must cannot. have a pair of travel slippers. You, you must. You cannot be. I hope y'all is not running around the hotels on your bare feet. I hope you're not If you're, you're listening to this that. now and you're doing that, stop Please it. Please stop. Please stop. Immediately. Because there are all pair kinds of chanclas. Yes. Some of them, some, oh, go mm -mm. ahead, sis, my bad. No, 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 I was going to say there are all kinds of communicable fungi that can get on your feet and then you can have another Because people walk problem. around those rooms in their shoes. Yes. Hello. Yes. yes. Don't put your bare feet on the hotel floor, the Airbnb floor. Like, that's just nasty. Yes, these are the things. But yes, how are you, sister? How are you doing? Yeah, I'm 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 all right. I'm yes. um I'm exhausted. Uh, we have the, well this now has happened last week as yes. you all are listening to this, yes. but we officially launched Illuminating Intersectionality season dos. Okay. Yes. And and what's exciting about that is that Illuminating Intersectionality is its own podcast now. Yes. I mean, we, we did a little video series last year that was featured on YouTube, but now mm -hmm. we have transitioned over to a standalone podcast hosted by uh, Franiqua, Jade, and myself. Yes. And we are all are diving, again, very deeply into uh, intersectionality as a framework and tools, mm -hmm. set of tools that help us really to unpack and process through the unique experiences of black women. And this year, another special layer is that we are looking uh, at, at HBCUs as a primary yes. focus. So thinking about all the ways that black womanhood has existed and continues to exist in the HBCU space and mm -hmm. all of the ways that those experiences and contributions of black women uh, need to be, you know, illuminated, amplified, lifted up. So yes. it's an exciting podcast series. I think we are leveling up, if I do say so myself. This is not mm -hmm. just, you know, the three of us sitting around talking, but we've put a lot of thought and planning and production into yes. really making this a thoughtful and engaging, compelling listening experience for for uh, our our family, our audience. And I'm really proud yeah. of what we put out. So I do hope that if you have not yet, you will find... Or check out Illuminating Intersectionality. The podcast is available everywhere you get your podcasts. Yes. Apple, Spotify. I mean, just go ahead and look us up um, yeah. and check us out. We would love to hear from you. We do. Make sure you rate us the five stars. You know what we I'm saying? Not the we four. need that. Leave the comments, you know, and listen to all three episodes because all of them are very layered in their own right and they're beautiful and there's amazing interviews in each yes, one yes. Um, featuring some, some great voices who are speaking yes. to their personal experiences. So make sure you all check out all three episodes of Illuminating Intersectionality, like Kia said, wherever you get your podcast. Correct. But... Um, 
I'm great. I'm actually going tomorrow to go see our kitchen table guest. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've just been deep in the fall bag, like I said. So just getting myself together. How are you? Same. Um, I, uh, <clears throat> you know, the fall, unlike, unlike every, not not unlike every uh, other season, but this mm-hmm. particular fall is is filled with work travel, personal travel. I am gone all the time. Uh, yeah, so, you are. Uh, I am trying to negotiate that and thinking as I look toward 2024, I'm trying to be very intentional about uh, planning more actual sit my black ass down at home time <laughs> yes i love to hear uh, that because while i do love travel and i love traveling for work and and all the reasons why i travel you know i i do very much miss uh my home and just sort of being stationary for a little while so i'm hoping that i can carve out some time i'm gonna shoot for at least january the month of january 2024 i don't want to go anywhere <laughs> did you tell your job that no not yet but i think i will Mm, yeah, they're the ones who need to know. Yeah, Don't book do. me for anything in January. I'm yeah. already going to go through and just do not schedule. Do not schedule. Do, <laughs> do not, not disturb schedule. the entire month. <laughs> just, I need some time. Let me just catch my breath, get my bearings. I Let's feel the that. way that Gen Z is moving that, um, <clears throat> you know, they're going to put a D&D on work days. I'm not mad. <laughs> I, I, am, I fully endorse the children mobilizing for our freedom, our collective freedom. I'm with yeah, that. They are. I'm with that. They're like, um, excuse me, I'm having a mental sickness day. I need to, or I'm having a mental, I'm having a healthy day. I would like to enjoy the outside. Yes. So or thank I would you just so much. like to lean into sort of rest and restoration. I need a yeah. day to clear my head. I need a day to, you know, clean my house and wash my clothes. There are things that, uh, you know, are very central to my life and productivity that I want to prioritize in the same yeah. way that I have to prioritize my work. But we, we're going to, we're going to get there one day. They're like, this Tuesday is not giving, exactly. um, but, but we actually applaud you all and we thank you. And listen, um, I want to say this while we're here because obviously you all know, or you, maybe not obviously, we've said it several times though. We record a week ahead of time, mm-hmm. and so in the you know in the episode last week where we talked with Dr. Felicia Commodore, mm-hmm. um, that was part two to you know the mother's episode, but this time speaking about loss. Um, but another thing that has transpired since um, since we recorded is. Uh, the war happening right now oh, yes. um, between between Israel and Palestine. And I just want to say this. Um, uh, you can go listen to a, the ep- the most recent or last week's episode of Around the Way Curls, where Antoinette did uh, her due diligence and a deep dive into the history of what's going on. Mm. Um, and I don't want to speak from any place of ignorance um, as if I know all of the ins and outs. I am doing my own research, but I don't feel like it is my place to come and report on what's happening. You all are seeing or a lot of that or comment yes. on what's happening. Um, and so, you know, what we will say here getting grown is, you know, peace to every uh, civilian victim who is you know, who who has had their lives disrupted at the hands of um, 
white supremacy once again you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying because that's always the foundation of how a lot of this gets started and so uh we just want to we we want to send love to those victims i know that's not enough um this is this is large this is huge it's very but we we don't want to be irresponsible and we don't feel the need to comment on every single thing that happens so well yeah and i mean just every, all 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 uh I don't even want to say current events or like everything that happens is not fodder or content, right? Mm-hmm, there are some mm-hmm. things that have like real live implications for, Absolutely. you know, people's lives and safety. Um, and, and we want to honor that. And we always say here at Getting Grown that this is a place for productive conversation. We're not just talking yeah. randomly. We want to move our move uh, conversation and discussion forward in ways that enlighten and empower and uh, illuminate and affirm. And so, uh, you know, until we are able to do that or I'm able to do that with a clear conscience, you know, much love to, to Antoinette for really doing a deep dive into yeah. sort of raising our awareness and understanding um, about what is happening. But, you know, I know my lane, my role, um, you know, sort of, and, and I don't, I don't necessarily feel like it would be useful or productive for me to comment on things that I don't really have a strong, uh, understanding of, but until Mm -hmm. I build that, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, sis, I will often and always say that, you know, I very much think what is happening is wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. genocide, the the extermination or extinguishing yep. of any, uh, you know, group of people is mm-hmm. wrong as two yep. left shoes and will always be. And I don't care. You know, that's just how I feel about it. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I'm not going to sit here and act like it's right when I know, mm-hmm. you know, and what I believe and who I believe. I know that that is not something that I will subscribe to or get behind. So right. I will say that. But I mean, yep. as far as sort of the details of Mm -hmm. what is happening, what should be happening. I only want to comment on things that I feel like I have a full understanding and knowledge and awareness of. If not, I'm just sort of perpetuating, perpetuating, uh, you know, misinformation. And that's never been something that I want to do. So like you said, sis, it will always be, uh, prayer, and love Mm -hmm. for the people whose lives are lost and we recognize that that is you know not enough but no uh you know for those of us who still believe in prayer it is something um that we can do uh until we know what else we can do along with those prayers so yeah beautifully said Yeah, yeah i agree with you um on all fronts and you know that that's the extent of of us really going into um into what's happening right now but uh yeah we we do stand on the side of humanity and you take that as you will um with that being said we have a really amazing awesome kitchen table talk so good um with somebody that i am a huge fan of uh and i'm so excited to see the trajectory of what comes of her future. But we're going to have a a deep dive with Amber Wallen (laughs) uh, of the Fly on the Wallen podcast. Um, 
you know, of Tupperware Gate. Uh, if you all have been privy to that on the internet of so many mom of wild uh, black woman extraordinaire yeah. so yeah we're gonna have a deep dive with Amber and it's about to be a good time so sit tight we're about to hit up this kitchen table talk check it out You're, this segment is brought to you by Target and Black Beyond Measure it's that time of year again to bring the HBCU energy Target has you covered from a range of black owned or founded products alongside impactful opportunities to support and invest in the next generation of HBCU excellence. Lock in with Target this homecoming season and beyond at Target.com slash BlackBeyondMeasure. And of course, Target is also sponsoring the new season of Illuminating Intersectionality, featuring myself, Chef Jade, Dr. Takia, and Fran of Hey Fran Hey. Welcome back to the kitchen table, everybody. We have a special guest in the house tonight. We're just going to say that every single time because every guest that getting grown is a special intentional guest. We don't have no bitches we don't like. And this week we got um, one of my favorites actually to follow on the Internet in the building with us. Amber Wallen. Say hello to the people. Hey, y'all. Welcome, welcome. (laughs) So Amber is a comedian, actress. Yoga is what I recently found out you did. You know, I didn't know nothing about this. We're going to get into that. We're going to get there. A mother, a wife, a multifaceted Black woman. And so, yeah, we're going to have a good time. Would love to know how you're doing today, Amber. I'm doing really, really well. I've, I've... I can't tell y'all how long I've been a fan of getting grown. So this is very like, I'm, I still am waiting for y'all to say like, actually the person we really wanted is is available now. Can you cut like that? I'm I'm waiting for that moment because I'm very excited. Stop. (laughs) You are she. You are she. (laughs) Yeah, you are she. Let the imposter syndrome stay at the door. They're not welcome up in here. We're really happy to have you. I found you. I told you beforehand, but I'm going to tell the people. I found you through Jessamine Stanley. You all know we had Jessamine on the show before. And she posted, I don't even know what you all were doing, but you were being a family. And I'm going to say this here to you all now. I said this to Amber beforehand, so it has been cleared. If you don't know, (laughs) Amber is black and her husband is white. Mm -hmm. And their baby is biracial. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate the fact that they do not make interracial biracial child <laughs> content yeah, you man. make you make content just as a family and i greatly appreciate you all's vast differences and the differences in your personality and the embracing of your family but we'll talk about your family later we're here to talk about you <laughs> introduce to the people how you want to be introduced hey everybody so i am i guess i would be like a lifestyle comedy creator. Um, I started doing sketch and improv in Chicago, a little bit of stand-up as well. And then, you know, when the bottom fell out the sky, the the panorama, the Panda Express, I was mm-hmm. like, I've been laid off from the comedy club. So let me let me take the show on the virtual road. And so I started making uh, internet content on TikTok, Instagram. And it turns out that that pays the bills way more than uh, the clubs do. So mm-hmm. I'm... Yeah. Happen, I, I'm I'm basically paid to be addicted to my phone. I'd love to tell people that. But yes, it's all, it's all comedy, all laugh, like laugh at my life content. And you are, and it's actually good laugh at my life content. Take us back a little bit before Amber became the content creator, mm-hmm. and take us back to like your origin of 
you know, we often ask on Getting Grown, like, what's your origin story? When did you decide that you wanted to be the kind of person that made us all laugh? Was it a decision that you made or what did life just sort of present the conditions to you? Tell us how you became uh, who you now are on the interwebs. Well, I've always wanted to be an, uh, an actor, a performer, singer, uh, just general laugh maker. Like I've, I've kind of mm-hmm. had that in me since I was like a little kid at the lunch table. Um, mm-hmm. I was definitely the person who had like, Really funny, but just won't hush on every report card. Um, <laughs> oh, yes. Same. Conduct. Yes. My grandfather used to say, also. your conduct is terrible. You have wonderful <laughs> grades. Yes. But your conduct, you just misbehave in the class. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Or, or I, every teacher of mine definitely had to give me a role because mm-hmm. if they didn't, it, it, it just didn't work well for me. So I'm like, listen, either I'm the line leader or it's going to get real uncomfortable today. <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna make myself a leader. Yes, it's your okay. choice. <laughs> so right. get right or get left. What are we doing? <laughs> yes. I was like, need help pass out those papers, and then every co- every paper I would put down, and be like, "Ooh, Tyrone, you got to study." For me. Like, <laughs> and then she's like, "Now nah, I can't let you pass out the papers." So I was definitely that kid, and I remember as a very young kid. You know, our, our parents crush our dreams at a very young age. Our very first yes. and Black most parents. they're the first and most vicious haters. I say that. <laughs> yes, I say that from experience. Out, Stop dreaming big, little black child. <laughs> and so I told my mother at a very young age that I wanted to be an actor. I was like, I feel like I should be on people's TV screens. And she was like, okay, well, maybe you should be a journalist. That- <laughs> so I, she said journalist. I studied journalism in college because I was like, okay, let me, let me go through the back door to get on stage um, mm-hmm. or get on somebody's TV. And so I have a journalism degree. Um, I I was born and raised in Athens, Georgia. So I have a journalism degree from Georgia. And then um, I knew I didn't really want to do journalism, but I needed a job uh, senior year of college. So I applied Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. America. I'm not sure if y'all remember, but there's like services. Oh, yes, yes, honey. We know very well. Yes, America. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Dr. Key, you know education. So I did did, um, Teach for America because... I, I didn't want to be a teacher, really, but I had a, a family full of educators. And mm-hmm. as you can imagine, I killed my demo lesson because that was a what? Audition. Yeah. So there you go. I, I think they were thinking, like, I don't really even know she's teaching the math problem right, but this is entertaining. <laughs> yeah. So let's just put her in a classroom. She will captivate the children. Yes. 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 They're like, she's going to be voted teacher of the quarter every quarter. Test scores are not going to move. But they're gonna love <laughs> no, It's fine. They You're may not be Mrs. learning, Frizzle and they like it. But they will be engaged. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, no yes, one learned a thing. But I was a great <laughs> classroom manager. All the kids <laughs> loved me. But if you were in my class, you didn't learn much. Oh wow. Maybe you learned like how you should properly cover your tracks, or like you learned things that had nothing to do with the math. <laughs> you got life skills. The life yes, skills. Yes, life skills. Okay. Like I always knew which student was dating who. Yes. Sometimes <laughs> you really need yes. to. You, you know, I would counsel them on their their horrible relationships, but no one's scores were moving. <laughs> <laughs> so they said, you said, I need to do something else. Yes. Yes. So that was finally what I told Ben. I was like, I, I need to just be on somebody's stage and let mm-hmm. if, if you would let me. He was a teacher at the time, too. I was like, I'm going to stop teaching um, because I would rather crash my car and go to the hospital than go to work on my oh, computer. <laughs> 
<laughs> you ever been, you ever been driving to a job and you were like, oh, I wish, I hope somebody just If I veered you, you right know, now. You know you're in the wrong job when somebody's like, I hope somebody just hits me and, and my car oh. flips. I call out. Oh, like wow. <laughs> Kia's like, I don't know if I've ever wished it that I don't far, know that I've but ever I... wished, <laughs> you know, harm upon myself. I don't know that. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I don't want to be... Like, I don't want them to have to get the jaws of life, but if it was just a little something so I could convince my principal I need about two or three weeks. Just a little. Like a broken foot. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing nice died. A little hit. No. Well, you know, I, also, I love the plot, too. So I would get out of the car, just, you know. Yeah. I, w- I would love to be featured. Breaking news. Teacher. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I live for the drama of it. Yes, so I told them, I, I was see. like, I can't keep these kids because I hate them all. I know all of the kids. <laughs> And they love me. So I think I would be, my, my, my talents would be better served elsewhere. Yeah. And what, and what did he, and what did Ben say? Uh, <laughs> well, he really can't say much with me because he knows it's probably going to happen. So mm-hmm. I think, uh, well, when I first met Ben, he was um, in grad school. And so okay. I supported him financially through grad school the first two years of our relationship. So mm-hmm. when it was my time to shine, he was really like, I've been waiting for this. I, I know you've been you've been taking comedy classes at night with teaching. But I, if the only way you can really fully dive into it is if I let you sort of take a risk. So he was all for it because he I think okay. he believed in me early. But he definitely was. We, we definitely lived in a, a one bedroom with mice and bed bugs. So my ooh, Jesus. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, take the bed bugs away. And I have also had the same. My story. Jesus. <laughs> Okay, so so you quit teaching Mm -hmm. and you did comedy classes at night. Mm -hmm. What was next? How did the yoga come into play? Like what what happened there? How did Chicago happen? Like talk to us. Okay, well, so I I was living in a couple of very like sketchy, unsafe areas. (laughs) And I was like, I need Mm -hmm. somewhere to go to just like write jokes and breathe because I'm terrified going to my actual home every day. Um, Mm. And so I started just going to um, my local yoga studio and I was like, can I just like hang out here? And eventually they're like, Mm -hmm. I had to take a class. And I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. I'll take a class. And I fell in (laughs) love with it. So the the yoga kind of helped me with my my mental health. And also a, a yoga studio is just ripe with characters too. So my, mm, my improv- it's ripe with many things. Oh, my improv <laughs> teacher was like, you got some great characters this week. Where you been? And I was like at mm-hmm. the yoga studio. Cause there's just, mm-hmm. you know, the granola crunchy girl is like <laughs> a, a character I can pull out of my bag anytime. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Let me tell you something. You remember that, um, that video of the Grinch yes. screaming in the middle of his yoga class. I will never forget. I went to yoga to the people. They are no longer around here in New York. And um, it was a hot yoga class. Oh, yeah. Yum. And it was a young white man who said, I need to let out all of the troubles of my spirit. What those troubles were, I'm sure they weren't that deep. But it, you would have thought awful. that the man was struggling through everything in life because as soon as they told us to let it out, this nigga, oh, and he did it every time. Oh, and I went in the class like note section, like, <laughs> like I need, I need this for later. Yeah. Oh, how it's like you take up space outside the studio. You got to do that in here too. You know, they like to take up space. It sounds like, like, you know, space. somebody who's never been checked. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> in life literally Never. ever you yell it out in this class like this so but that shows that 
this is what you were supposed to be doing. Because mm-hmm. the fact that you were able to take a yoga class and say, this is going to be perfect for my improv class. Oh, yeah. Now, how did you get to Chicago? Uh, that was uh, Teach for America. So when you when you do Teach okay. for America, you can or it used to be at least you could apply to be in 10 um, major U.S. cities. And I mm-hmm. even then knew I still wanted to be an entertainer. So I literally wrote like TFA New York, TFA Chicago, TFA LA, like any anywhere that also had like a a, a capacity for a stage or, or some sort of thing. I was like, at least this will move me there because I couldn't mm-hmm. really financially figure out how to like get there on my own. So I was like, I'll teach at the school for a couple of years. So I I taught at the school about five years and okay. um and then slowly offboarded what myself. Great. I taught 10th grade geometry. Mm. Oh, ghetto. Very Ooh, I, ghetto. Yeah. I hate a sophomore in high school. Let me tell you. <laughs> yes. well, my last year, I actually taught seniors as well. But I, I like I like high schoolers. You can kind of tell a high schooler like, OK, you're an asshole. Like, stop. Mm-hmm, Whereas, mm-hmm. Uh, ben taught sixth grade. So he was like, you know, they they smell. Oh, that's worse. They're yes. tweens. Yeah. The tweens. The yeah. tweens. They think they know it all. Whereas mm-hmm. a sophomore kind of still thinks like people our age are like, cool, you know? Yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair, especially when we're young and you know you're as colorful as you are and yeah. as vibrant as you are. And I know if you were able to make some high schoolers laugh, right? That you felt good about yourself. I mean, they're, they're 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 good at heckling too. They'll be, like, yes, my, they are. My maiden name was Thomas. They'd be like Thomas. That one didn't land. Right. Oh, they good. Yeah. Come on, we love, we stand feedback. You know, I love some good <laughs> we feedback. We do. They were, and I wanted from the most honest ones, yes, obviously. Absolutely. I was even doing a little bit of YouTubing then too. So sometimes they okay. would find the YouTube video that I made, and they'd be like, "Oh, okay. that one was good." And then they'd be like, "I don't get this other one." So they they did a great job. It, it actually got to a point where some of the parents would come in and be like, "We've been watching the content too. That's so funny." <laughs> I'm like, yes, but Demetrius is failing my class. Okay. <laughs> He's failing. Why are you watching my videos? Well. Not you should well. be studying with him. Yes. You should be studying. And y'all are watching as a family. I know you're not supporting yes. his educational journey. Yes. And like, you watch all the videos. And this was still when I had like, you know, a thousand followers, but was still making mm-hmm. like daily stories and stuff. And, and the parents mm-hmm. would come in and say like, we love the content. And I'm like, like you but, need to but, love that I, geometry book, though, Mom. You do, and it was, and I know I you like, don't want to study it with him because you don't know it either, honestly. And, and it, it's so funny because sometimes it's like I've been trying to get you in this parent meeting all year. <laughs> if, if only I knew a video would have would have maybe brought you faster. Just a little bit faster. Been making videos. That's where you should have brought them together. Yeah, you I would have made videos. Super viral. Yes, yes, yes. Made videos for my parents. Dear parents, <laughs> now that I have your attention. Parents are so sweet, but they, I, I, as you can imagine, I have met some outrageous parents. I, I knew I needed to leave teaching the classroom one time. I was teaching my seniors, and it was, the, uh, it was a parent's night. And one mm-hmm. parent came up to the podium after, to you know, I was like, form a line right here if y'all have any questions. And one parent almost chewed me out. Like she did everything but cuss me out because she found out that, wait for it, her child had to graduate high school to go to college. What? And she was like, nobody told me she had to pass all her classes senior year to go to college. I was like, no, sister. I wish that I wish that I I could say that there is no way that she said that. But I know that she did because... You know what happened? This is probably what happened. She probably failed eighth grade and they pushed her along. 
Mm-hmm. And, and his parent probably never went to college. So I was like, I see how you could maybe deduce that. That's, not, that's what I'm saying. No, no. <laughs> I'm going to speak up here as a, as a person whose family did not go to college. <laughs> I know you had to pass some shit in order to go to college. At least get the GED. I, you got to do something, something. Something. But the parents Jesus are Christ. different. The, 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 yeah. I mean, I hear you, Jay. But I mean, from what I'm told of, of my, I have lots of friends and compatriots in education who are <laughs> out here in these high school streets. Okay. Mm. And these parents is not like our parents. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. These they parents are, are us. Sister. They are they're well. Us. That well, fair. <laughs> but I'm they're just saying. Yes, yes, they're younger than are us. They younger? They're younger yeah. than us, and there is a difference there. You know the ways in which our families were engaged, involved. They would at least ask questions or have some knowledge of of us as their children. These parents just drop the kids off down to the school, and that's what you get. Yeah, it's like daycare. Yeah. Sadly. Yeah, not, well, not that is depressing. Parents, Very no, I, depressing. I remember when this parent asked that, the rest of the parent line was like, that ain't our question. We knew. <laughs> <laughs> we knew. We knew that your child had to pass. <laughs> and that's <laughs> not, I don't want to generalize and say that all the parents are like that, but I'm just saying I have heard some stories yes. that reflect what you're saying, Amber. So yes. I know it's, it's this cold in the D. These streets out here is crazy. <laughs> Based off of how I how I have to integrate with some of these niggas in the streets, I guess I can take what you're saying because that's how they. Yeah, act. some of them have had children. These are yes. the parents that's naming their kids. Beyonce. Absidy. <laughs> I told you A B C D E. Absidy. No, Absidy is so fucking crazy to wow. me. Still, I really refuse that. Absidy. But I did tell you I had some kids in my class. I substitute taught for a long time, Amber. Okay. And I had a pair of twins in my class. Their name was Your Majesty and Your Highness. Yes. Mm. And they had an older that. sister in the school. Her name was Princess. Oh. So. <laughs> they love a treasure. They love a harmony. Yeah, oh, yeah. They do. Oh, Her they do. Oh, we had his child in the class. Oh, my it, sister had one in her class named Pacific Oceana. Swear to God. Ah, ah, yeah. ah, I swear ah, to God. I swear that's, to God. That's a tough dude. Mercy. <laughs> Mercy. Pacific Oceana. Uh, I, I think sometimes parents, and I do this, I think we, sometimes we name our child like they're going to be a, a hit one day, like they're going to be a household Absolutely. name. So Absolutely. I, I taught a student named Q, just the one letter. No. Hmm. <laughs> See, this is what I say. There are rules. You know, I get upset because there are rules, and these parents just be out here doing what they want. And I have to call, no, I have to say, no, that is not how this works. Uh, that's why it was, sh- that's it was short for nothing. Child's literacy, too. It's like, I didn't really have to sound it out. It's just, just cute. I was like, is it Quincy, son? Just <laughs> is it Quentin? Quentin? It's Quentin. got to be Quentin or something. <laughs> we don't have any more Quentins. There's no more no, sturdy no. names. I like miss that. sturdy names. I told y'all. <laughs> I do. No, I might have, have to bring it back with the second one. I told you know, y'all. That we need, we need um, good. We need to bring these Haywood. We need to bring these names back. That's what our issue is as a people. We have. We all down here. I mean, DeAndre is not going to save us. He's not going to <laughs> no. be the person. I don't even think we're getting DeAndre's anymore, but we've gotten off track. Amber, we okay, <laughs> let's go back to your chain. <laughs> Talk to us a little bit. in the classroom, too. I get adamant about see, these names. I, I see why upset. those children were failing. <laughs> <laughs> it is easy to get distracted, which is why I'm not what? A teacher. So 
talk to us about hot mess yoga yes. because I want we want to get to your family content and we want to get to more content creation. But what happened in this pocket of hot mess yoga? What is that? What is hot mess yoga? So I was going to the yoga studio consistently as a student, and I decided that I wanted to become a teacher as well. I wasn't seeing a lot of, you know, black bodies in the yoga studio space. Mm -hmm. And I was like, like the easiest way to get black people in the space is for the teacher to be black. Like I simple, simple math, really. So I became a yoga teacher and then I started um, basically becoming my own yoga brand. And I knew that I wanted to infuse my comedic timing and jokes with the yoga poses because that's what people don't mm -hmm. like about yoga. It's not accessible because you're describing it very anatomically. But if you just mm -hmm. describe it by what you're really doing, you'll you'll get into the pose. Um, Absolutely. So I created sort of like a a jokes like I would kind of teach in a way that I would be cussing a little bit. I would be like like reach for the pose like it's some top mm -hmm. shelf flicker, but bend down. It's not payday yet. You know, it's just like a little. <laughs> But you would see people like lengthen and strengthen in the way that they should because it was like a more relatable. So I started teaching mm -hmm. those classes just at the lakefront in Chicago for like $5. And I remember even when I made like a project plan for this, I would be like, it would be so great if like 20 people came to this class and I would just host mm -hmm. them every summer. And I think my most like well-attended class had like 75 people at it, just like wow. at the doing yoga, mostly black people, um, um, like near the South side of Chicago. So I started basically doing that, that, that pretty much sustained me during, um, like when the pandemic happened, I was fired out by, by then I was the manager at the yoga mm -hmm. studio. I was doing hot mess yoga freelancing on the side. And then I was still able to, you know, go to auditions during the day. And uh, mm -hmm. I was understudying a show in Chicago at night. So when I left teaching, I guess my full time jobs were like yoga girly and uh, working comedian. Mm. OK, let's take a pause for a second and focus in on this comedian, mm -hmm. actress, singer, because I want you all to know. And sis, I don't know if you have heard it before, but Amber does a fantastic Shirley Ralph. <laughs> I believe it. I do believe it. I have not heard it, but I believe it. I need, we need a tidbit of your Shirley so wait, Ralph. Let me Amber. ask, is this a more current uh, like Abbott Elementary, Shirley Ralph, or is this singing does not put food on the table? Is this a Moesha? Help me, place me. I need to know before I hear it's, it. It's, it's Moesha. I, I okay. would definitely say Moesha because, you know, she's a little, um, I wouldn't say pulled back in Abbott Elementary, but, mm -hmm. you know, she, she's kind of a, a co-star mm -hmm. co-star. Obviously, she has a huge role, like she's Barbara. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, she... I love that old, uh, you know that that older auntie. It's it's mm -hmm. more of a, mm -hmm. it's more of a, a age, a feeling, a era. Okay, so we're gonna put your improv classes to use, All right. <laughs> and I want to have Cheryl Lee Ralph at the kitchen table for here for about the next minute or so. So give us a little Cheryl Lee Ralph on getting grown. Well, you know, Jade, I can't wait to tell you all about being on podcast, seeing on podcast, believing in the power of the microphone. Now, what was your question, Jade? Uh, <laughs> Cheryl, okay. you're, you're Jamaican. You're Jamaican by nature. Um, can you give me? A, can you give me a little of your patois? Can you give me a little Jamaican Cheryl on getting grown? Well, you know, Jade. <laughs> Dot Jade was every now and then the Jamaican that I have within me 
<laughs> out me. And I, I have to tone it back sometimes because I'm a woman of the theater. <laughs> but I do still enjoy a, a ackee salt fish, a, a little bit of festival with my red stripe. Singing, singing with red stripe does not pay the bills. Singing with champagne. <laughs> Everything is just so serious all the time. <laughs> even when I was hooking up with gentlemen callers back in the day, coming to my, my boudoir and, and make good love to me. <laughs> they leave my home. <laughs> I feel like everything she does Absolutely. leave at once. Fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Go to Starbucks. I love, I, I love to order a, a decaf Americano. <laughs> Sarah, come on. With two pots of sweetener. I'm just going to be here for the rest of the day at this point. <laughs> Feel oh, free to chat and let her come in at any time. Channel Cheryl when you need to channel Cheryl. I, I channel her when I'm asking for more money on a thing sometimes. <laughs> Has she responded to you at all in these impersonations? Uh, I think she did share something on Twitter once, and wow, okay. she's definitely been in the comment section. I, I can't, I can't stay in my comment sections too long. Of course, okay. I, I'm sure. We no, no I'm sure. none of us should. That's a word. No, no. That, the, you know, uh, the thing about I, I was on a stage before I was really making a lot of comment uh, uh, content online. Mm-hmm. So I still very much see the comment section as an audience. And so there was a yes. time where the audience d- doesn't speak at all. Like if you're going to just like a traditional show, they don't get to <laughs> no, they don't get to engage on the show real time. And but now online, that's like a third medium. It's like mm-hmm. it's not just the stage; it's the stage, the audience, and then this other space. So I try to anytime I get too into the comments, I'm like, wait a minute, I'm on stage and y'all are in the mm-hmm. audience. So let me just let y'all mm-hmm. stay in the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's how you navigate. So that's a good transition, actually, because you you found a bit of a different platform or a different level, actually, once you started. Because you sound like you've been very regular on the Internet, like mm-hmm. very regular with content, which is awesome because I do not have the capacity. <laughs> I tried. I don't even I was like, I'd be forgetting to set the phone up for press record. Yes. But you documented your pregnancy. Yes. And that seemed to be a bit of a turn for you. Tell us about it. Oh boy, that pregnancy. I, I've heard you talk about this on the, the show as well, Jade. You know, pregnancy really is a fucking scam. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It's very <laughs> ghetto. It's very fucking ghetto. It's <laughs> so bizarre uh, how many people have gone through it and everybody's just acting like that was okay. We all, we all yeah. almost died and, we, and that's okay. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm going to have you a part of my book. I'm writing. I'm going to write a book called Fuck the Glow. I've yes. been talking about this yes. since yeah. I was pregnant. Yep. So I'm going to have you a part of my book, but continue, please. Yeah, I've even, um, I've made a documentary. It's called uh, We're Pregnant and Other Lies. And it is all about the pregnancy. It's about 41 minutes. <laughs> oh, other um, lies, mm-hmm. yes. Yes, the other lies, right. Because it's, it's not we're pregnant. It's, yes, very uh, much so, yes. So I think um, even, even uh, you know, I've always been a comedian and I can do kind of a comedic spin to just about everything. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that was the first time I was like, I actually have to just get through this. Um, 
And like, like this isn't funny. <laughs> like some, like mm-hmm. some of it's funny, but this part right here is definitely not mm-hmm. funny. Uh, mm-hmm. And and or it's not funny to me yet. Whereas mm-hmm. with everything else that I do, like I can get fired at a job and then make a joke about it by five p.m. or whatever. Whereas mm-hmm. I thought the pregnancy would be like, oh, the hard parts of this, I can just make a joke in the moment. And that I, I definitely learned, like I, I had to like sit with it some months later, and then and then I can make a joke about it. So that was. So how did you get through that? How did you how did you navigate that making that content while you were pregnant? That's like such an extra level of of stress. (laughs) How did you make it through that? Well, making content for me, sometimes making content is like, well, I'm already doing it. So let me just record it. But I think I definitely had um, some moments of not needing things to be perfect, which is kind of how I operate outside of the pregnancy space. Um, Mm -hmm. Not perfect. Like there's definitely a like, I do like my content look like you're on FaceTime with me. Like, that's kind of mm-hmm. the, the through line. Mm-hmm. But the pregnancy was the time where I, it would it would frustrate me because I'm like, I'm watching my face get bigger and I don't like this. Mm-hmm. But I but I, still, mm-hmm. I, I still need to post something, but I wasn't prepared. Like, I was like, I thought only my belly was going to get bigger. Whoa. Why my elbow mm. bigger? Like, whoa. whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and then I look at Why is my nose her. spread yeah, like what? <laughs> And then you call, like, you call your grandma and she's like, now you ain't ugly enough yet. The baby ain't coming. <laughs> That's like, a thing. That is a thing. She's like, turn around, let me see your neck. It ain't black enough. You're like. <laughs> so it, I, I think I needed to be realistic in that way. Uh, so, mm-hmm. but but some days Ben definitely helped me accountably be like, get off that phone and go lay down or mm-hmm. get off your feet. Stop setting up cameras just literally go sit down um i definitely i i don't think it's possible to go through pregnancy um and maintain your sanity without a it doesn't have to be a supportive partner but some sort of community to lean on mm-hmm. because it just, mm-hmm. it just took a lot emotionally for sure mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and how did how did things change for you after you made that pregnancy content and people were starting to get a hold of who you were and you started to make that turn. Like, how did you, cause I, that's what brought me from the comment section to this. I was like, okay, things took a bit of a turn for you after that. So what did that look like for you? Yeah, I will. Well, on the, on the American capitalistic side of things, you you're in different markets when you uh, have had a baby. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> yeah, network goes up. Now, now you can do maternity brands. Now you can do parenting yep. content. Um, but also, I think people, uh, there are a lot of working mothers out there that don't want to keep feeling guilty about being a working mother. So I think I felt a lot of kinship with mm-hmm. those women. And I felt a lot of kinship with women that are like, you just, you're the funniest person I know and you hated it. So you just mm-hmm. taught me that I don't need to do it. Like, like, mm-hmm. like, thank you so much for affirming my decision um, not mm-hmm. to do it. So, and and I know the internet is mostly strangers and things like that, but I, I felt more of a, of a ecosystem after I had her. Like it wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, just cause that, cause you do watch a, there there is kind of a more of a emotional connection as a viewer there if you're like Mm -hmm. i saw this couple now i saw this belly grow now i see the child um so it's it's like a coming of age story in in real time Mm -hmm. um like i remember when i was producing a a youtube channel vlogging the family because i like to i was like let me try this route i haven't experimented with uh just weekly 
YouTube videos mm. and blogging. And I remember one comment said one time, um, like, drop the whole season, sis. And I was like, it's still being written. Like, well, <laughs> this season. like this is this is us at the 14 week. <laughs> this is my <laughs> life. I don't know yeah, what you mean. Right, right. Season drops about 38, 39 weeks. You know what I'm saying? We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was that was really funny. Or or near the end, it, I, I really had to log off because when mm-hmm. you're. When you're about to have the baby, but the baby's not coming, you'll just see tons of comments of like, just get induced, just do this, just do that. Really? And I'm like, yeah. yeah, a lot of unsolicited, unsolicited. advice. Mm. And you do have a very robust comment section. Yes. I will say like, I don't see a whole lot, um, but you you have a very robust com- co- uh, comment section. So I imagine that you have to tune out at a certain point because you're going to get all kinds of responses to things. Right. And well, because uh, I feel like obviously your your following sort of starts to reflect you. So, mm-hmm. of course, I'm followed by a lot of like black women, black creators, some of which are parents, you know, kind of mm-hmm. probably like that 25 to 40, 50 range. So mm-hmm. when this is happening to their, their their niece in the family, their cousin in the family, they're all like, oh, let me let me just give her my quick tip to do this. Let me just give her. And I'm mm-hmm. just kind of like, all right, aunties, let's. Let's <laughs> let's. <laughs> you could just watch the journey like that. That's cool too. But they're like, that's- no, no, no. <laughs> and I'm not sure if you experienced this, Jade, when you were pregnant with Noah. But like near the end, people will just unsolicited flood you with horror stories. Yeah, horror mm-hmm. stories. They'll be like, I yeah. can tell by your nail beds, it's gonna be a long labor. Nail because beds. Okay. I, yeah, they'll be like, my third. They say all kinds of crazy sister, shit. Sister, brother, cousin. Also. <laughs> was in a coma and you're like why, why are you telling me this why are you telling me this why would I you tell me this yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like why yes they do they and, and people think they're being helpful and i just find them to be socially uh awkward because why would you say that to anybody about anything nobody yes. asked you a single thing so okay so you took a beat as you were ending the pregnant because the that third trimester is very very ghetto yeah that was right um and then also those first few uh, years of getting adjusted to your child, but the first few months. So, how did that look for you in kind of in kind of getting content together, but also adjusting to motherhood? I think I just became a little bit more patient with myself after her because you know us. We're working with we got our we got our calendars, we got everything figured out. I was like, I got mm-hmm. my doula, I got my appointment at the birth center, and then the birth was very long and complicated, and it's like. All this planning that you did, it doesn't even matter. Just you just mm-hmm. do these things day by day. Mm-hmm. And I kind of have adapted that kind of presence, even when I'm doing things now, or or just the vulnerability of like, hey y'all, we going here today. I don't know if it's gonna be good or bad news. Whereas before, I would have mm-hmm. been like, thirteen month checkup, blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I definitely think that. The having wild here, it, it was like, this is my number one priority. And the, and I know the jokes will come from here because, you know, I, I, I could talk to this little cup right here and we can make a joke, you know. So. Absolutely. <laughs> but then you I, named your baby wild and I you did. knew she was getting ready to come with a personality because yes. she has one. Yes. Where did the choice of that name come from? You know, all the parents I was talking about earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. I, I, t- I <laughs> <laughs> now that I roasted them, I was like, why, why are you naming your child? Like they're going to be missing for greatness. I too <laughs> wanted a, like a, a nice one syllable name. Mm-hmm. I definitely also wanted like a gender fluid name. Like I was mm-hmm. like, 
and, and you know, whatever happens with WoW happens, and she might even still not change her gender and still hate the name. Like, who, who knows what happened? <laughs> she might get older and be like, why the fuck did you name me this? Yes. But I don't think that's what she's going to do. I think she's going to get older and be yes. like, I appreciate you. Like, right, nah, right, I appreciate right. the house that I'm being raised in. I really do. Yes. I And um, Ben and I were big readers. And so we just loved reading Oscar Wilde. So I was like, I love the alliteration because her last name's Wallen. And then mm. her middle name is Lynn. So if you say her person. <laughs> Yeah, you say it a little fast. It's a very country. It sounds like when I'm at Wildin Wallen. Yeah, yes. It sounds like the first name is the last name. And it sounds like Wildin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I It does. It's, I mean, you know, it's not like Wildin Wallen. Everybody's kid has a weird, stupid name. And it's great. Apple, marijuana, <laughs> oh, grinder. Yeah. Oh, she like, has whatever. music class with Cosmo and Huckleberry. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Atticus and Rocco. My so she, Lord. And Dax. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are no like Johns and Britneys anymore. Absolutely. I can't oh no, the Tiffany's. We have no more Tiffany's. No, Ashley's. Mean? Have you been to Ashley's <laughs> in recent years? No. Hey, HBCU fam, get ready to turn up the energy. McDonald's and the Thurgood Marshall College Fund have one million dollars in scholarships at fifty-three HBCUs for sixty-six brilliant students. This year, you could be one of them. But time is running out. Did we mention the $1 million in scholarships? Apply by March 27th at tmcf.org. As I'm staunchly sitting in my adulthood, I learn more and more about myself every day. And one of those things is I like quality, okay, from my clothes to my jewelry and beyond. And another thing I learned is I want no need my quality to be affordable. So when you ask, you shall receive. And with that, I found Quince. Now I get all my luxury essentials and stay on budget. I'm talking 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. So my favorite part, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. My daughter stays losing her earrings, so I was able to get a few pair of 14-karat everyday hoops for $50, $49.90 to be exact, and that's almost unheard of. And don't get me started on my Mongolian cashmere cardigan. It's my new favorite staple, and you heard all that suppleness in those fabrics, Indulge in affordable luxury. Treat yourself. Go to quince.com slash grown for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash grown to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash grown. All right, so let's get into some conversation on family since it's wild got us in a good transition. So you do a lot of family content, um, obviously, because this is about your life. And I love how you integrate every aspect of your life. Sometimes it's you by yourself. Sometimes it's you with the family. Sometimes it's just you and Wild. Sometimes it's you going out. I love the multifacetedness of it all. With that being said, let's get back to where we were at the top of the conversation. 
So when you all started deciding to make content as a family, how did that, did, was that a decision that you came into? Was that something you talked about or was it just kind of a natural transition? I would it's actually, can, yeah. can we go back a little further? Because I would, yeah. forgive me uh, if this is an ignorant question. Uh, but as a woman, as a black woman who has never dated a white man, mm. I would just love to know uh, how you met Ben. Right. Uh, you know, just walk me, walk me through this. Cause this is something that I have always wondered and just mm-hmm. really transparently have never had the opportunity to just engage a, a, a honest black woman about like, you know, mm-hmm. talk me through what it was like for you. Um, sort of negotiating the beginnings of a relationship with with Ben, and if it it it, it may not have been, you may say, "Oh, it was never a problem or a thought," and that may be fair if that's been your experience. But just sort of walk me through, like, were there any, like, just let me know what you're thinking. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to project. <laughs> I don't want to project. I'll just stop there. Doctor Kia, I ask myself every day how this man got in my house. <laughs> That was not an ignorant question at all. Okay. Um, so I, so obviously in the past I've had uh, only black partners. Ben, mm-hmm. ben was my first white boyfriend, um, okay. and I met him on Tinder. And um, I don't know. He was just. I, I, now I'm not gonna act like I haven't slept with white men before. I, I have probably been hooked up with like two white dudes. Mm-hmm. You know, just you know, okay. at the club. As as soon as the orgasm hits, you call your Uber. Like you're, oh, you're they like they like to kiss in public. Oh my! And then I can imagine that they like handhold. Oh Debbie, Ben's like that too. <laughs> so I met, I met. I I was swiping on Tinder, and I I, I don't know. I just was like, oh, this guy this guy's kind of weird. I've kind of always been into like a weirdo queerdo kind of guy, like mm-hmm. and some girls too. And so he. I, I, something about his profile. I think he has some poetry there or something. I don't even like poetry, but I was like, <laughs> I remember being like, who the fuck has something, a, something intrigued you? Who has some, <laughs> some, uh, you know, iambic pentameter on, on Tinder. <laughs> who does that? I gotta, I gotta know what this person's story is. Um, and so we were talking on the app and he really, you know, how you just hate those intro conversations of like, hey, hey, what you doing? Nothing. Yeah. You know, he, I think he just like jumped right into like, Oh, one of your pictures like looks like you were traveling in a foreign country. Like, where'd you go? You know, just like mm-hmm. I was like, not not you paying attention. So maybe like after just one day of talking, I told him I was like, hey, I'm going to the dog beach tomorrow. I got a dog. I'm gonna go to the beach. There's this like great beach in Chicago, and I'm gonna let my dog run around for a while. If you want to come, this is where it's gonna be. So mm-hmm. it's like in public, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's like, sure, I'll come with you. And we met on the beach, and then. um, we ended up talking for like four hours. Like I was like, mm-hmm. what's happening here? Um, and and you, know, you, just, you just, in your brain, have a different vision for your future family. I think everybody, yeah. like op- open all of our diaries as kids. It'll be like, he's going to be 6'2". We're going to have yeah. his and her. <laughs> oh, we played MASH. Yes. We played MASH. Yes. Mm-hmm. All of the, and one day you wake up and you're like, well, let me give you a turn. Why not? Nothing that I wrote on my, you know, I, I did Sierra's prayer. Nothing's happening. So like, last oh <laughs> different. And uh, so that's how we met. Uh, and 
of course, we have had some, um, you know, times where Ben's whiteness was just like fully flaring up. I'm mm. like, there's a flare up here. Um, mm-hmm. but I love it. Flaring. It is very interesting. I'll say I'm and I'm I'm not telling anybody to go find the white man of your dreams. That would never <laughs> Thank gosh. They're like, I'm sure like like you you really showed me that I should date a white person. I was like, Mm-mm, mm-hmm. I did not say mm-hmm. that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That this just happens to be my husband. Yes. <laughs> so you have had you have had conversations to your point around his whiteness flaring up. Yes. You have. There yes, have yes, been yes. instances where he has said something, done something, and it just did not like hit you the right way. Was it like <laughs> I'm gonna say something right now? Or did you have to like pray about it? Like help me to know <laughs> what that has been like. Cause I just imagine yeah. myself being like, excuse me, wait. Cause Kia don't have no, she don't have no filter. <laughs> she don't have no. When poker it comes face. to whiteness, especially, <laughs> and like I have, whiteness I struggle. That you chose to be around too. It's yeah. not like a job or anything. Yeah, like I chose to be around this white. Mm-hmm. So I think um, even early on, Ben always showed me a willingness to learn. Always, he he mm-hmm. is an intellect. Uh, to to his core, like he okay. will mm-hmm. he will let me check him on something, and then he will go read a source about it. Nice, like that is nice. how committed to um, anti racism he is, and and of course he's been taught many lessons over the years. But he he also did a really good job of teaching me sometimes that like this thing that you're having anxiety about is a little unique to being a black woman, mm-hmm. and that it doesn't mean it's like it does it doesn't mean that it is not a real fear, but I, I don't know. I, I want you to know that like, like nobody's going to attack you for holding my hand in public or something um, like they, which, which could happen, which kind of has happened mm-hmm. one time, but like some, some simple things that I wasn't comfortable with hand holding lovey dovey public display of affection. Cause I, mm-hmm. even early on, I was like, well, no, I don't want people to think I'm a sellout. He's like, but like, but I love you. So like, why can't I show that I love you to other people? Like, like he he has definitely helped me unpack mm. not needing to worry about things if mm-hmm. our base layer is that we love each other, if that makes any sense. That does. No, it does. It does because I've had conversations at, to what we were talking about earlier. Where I was like, I appreciate the fact that um, you guys are an interracial couple, but you don't promote mm-hmm. that. And not in a way where it's not to say that you don't acknowledge what is that. Like mm-hmm. he has oh, said- course. You know, you make fun of Ben's white flare-ups. I was cracking up at the video the other day of him getting drunk. And, you know, he started running those jibs at the table and they just didn't stop. <laughs> you know what yes. I'm saying? So, but, so I, I don't think there's any, that that is the nature of you all's right. relationship. But it's not, look, at I'm wearing my wife's bonnet and here yes. I know oh, what Kankalon hair is. And that's, also, that's to your point, uh... Um, I found the white man of my dreams. You too can let go of yes. these raggedy niggas. You like it's, have it all. Yes, you just happen to be two people who fell in love, and I think yes, I think I understand though as a black woman your trepidation around expressing that initially. Right, I've never had a white partner, but I I know how I have. Mm looked at people before if right. I'm being perfectly honest of and not just off the bat like look at how, how white nigga but like you know sometimes there are certain things where you're like oh I see what's happening over here For sure. and it's a very interesting thing so I understand yes. your trepidation like, as that a just black took a little comfort to get into mm-hmm. well like past the black white part we also kind of mm-hmm. look a little mismatched 
a little. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> like that makes like, sense. Yeah. Yeah. Every day he'll kind of do like a sock and a sandal, and then I'll be in like a pump. And so, so, <laughs> so sometimes you're actually like, no way, I'm actually confused. Like, is this your like the guy that does your keeps your books or <laughs> you know? You're like, you don't see us in these matching outfits. <laughs> We're never gonna be the you know. That's the way every day. Go. Like that's not us. <laughs> No, a, us either. A little thing. <laughs> I, I, I love that. Say, I would definitely yeah. say, um, of course, I've had like uh, a, a, quite a few like black male partners in the past, um, and maybe it was just because the the guys I was dating, but there was a little bit sometimes, and I, I probably chose the wrong partners. I'm definitely not saying about this about all black men, but there were sometimes a little bit of a. Uh, some some power dynamics and tension that mm-hmm. didn't need to exist mm-hmm. there um mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. whereas with Ben that doesn't happen and this could be unique to Ben obviously there mm-hmm. are several uh egotistical white dudes and th- that are super masculine or whatever but Ben was mm-hmm. the first person I dated that was like not threatened by my success a big a big cheerleader uh, you know just like mm-hmm. I come home and Ben be like hey my agent says I should probably move to LA like what are your thoughts he's like let's start packing like he's just very mm. that's that's his personality and I just know mm-hmm. like in the past like I, I was I had a, a black boy a black boyfriend somebody I was dating in college and we mm-hmm. like were doing the whole situationship thing for like maybe 10 to 11 months. And I'm just kind of mm-hmm. like, oh, hey, like we go to every event together. Everybody knows that we mess with each other. Like, why mm-hmm. are we not together? And it was just, it always went back to like, you know, I just got to keep my options out. available. It's like just stuff that I'm like, I'm not, I'm not here for these games. Now white mm-hmm. men totally play games. I'm, I'm definitely not saying that, but. No, but you're speaking to your personal experience. Yeah, it was just a little, mm-hmm. it was always like a competition of like, I just want to keep my options open. I just, you mm-hmm. know, you, you, you're you a lot. You you got a lot, you, you know, you you open up your planner every day, you get to work. And then with Ben, it was just kind of like, ooh, you got a planner? I should get a planner. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was well, I, different. Yeah. I definitely think that that's real. And I, I just want to just validate or just affirm what you're saying, because I I have experienced that. And I feel like a lot of a, a lot of us try to um, conceptualize and rationalize those experiences uh, through those personal lenses. But mm-hmm. I think if we zoom out and look at broader society, how black boys and black girls are socialized the examples mm-hmm. that we have in relationship i think those are mm-hmm. some of the things that um to me i sort of look as as what the, the building blocks of these experiences that we have in our you know teenage or young adult sort of formative relationships and i think mm-hmm. i i actually i i really respect uh and and can you know, I see it in terms of like, this is a man who, although, uh, you know, sort of on paper or in pictures, like you would never sort of conventionally put these two people together. But he there was a, a, a freshness, a newness of perspective. And I think the you talked about Ben being willing to learn. I, I also think that you were willing to sort of bend and learn and be and be open. And that's something mm-hmm. that, you know, now I, I you know. It makes sense in a way that I don't want to say it didn't make sense before, but just I had not it experienced. Make, it didn't make any sense. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, there's no, there's no, there's no context to it. Yeah. You guys, you know, you just come across the content 
and the content is refreshing yeah. and it's funny and it's relatable and it's all these beautiful things, but you don't know the backstory. And I mean, I would not be, you know, I'd be lying if I didn't say people didn't look at it and be like, now calculation, how the fuck did this happen? Yeah, we're yeah. trying to make sense of it. And especially your point around, there are social costs that black women have to pay that no other social demographic mm. has to pay. Right. And so mm -hmm. I think that you sort of speaking to your, uh, you know, fear or, you know, worry about sort of presenting a certain way. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's fair because so much about us is assumed and judged before people right. even give us an opportunity to sort of explain or like we're, we're not mm -hmm. given context or the benefit of the doubt. Like right. we see a thing, people make a like, you know, rash judgments and assumptions about who we are based on how we Absolutely. look and who we associate us with. Us included. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. and, and which is why like early Amber Ben, I was like, okay, we're going to my friend's event. Like we need to be put together wearing this or whatever. Yeah. And then we're like, it's a house party. Like, let's just go. <laughs> And I'm like, it must be so He's like, I'm wearing these hiking sandals and there's nothing you could do about it. <laughs> I'm like, this must be so nice to just be white and just wear whatever you want. This is what I'm saying. Like, like, that's not how blackness works. Like, no. Like, black people will roast you if, like, one knuckle is ashy. Like, everything Period. needs to be Absolutely. You know, it's true. I, I, I was probably just, like, tossing and turning, like, the night before he, like, met my family at the first cookout or whatever. Just sure. Mm. He's like, oh, come on. Amber, like, they love you. They'll, they'll probably love me, too. And I'm like, how are you just so... And he's right. Like, this could be a disaster. And of course we get there and they're like, come on, you get a plate. And I'm like, <laughs> and he has told me like some of my anxieties are a little bit imagined. You know, I love that. Based on how we have been judged. Yeah. They're a function of the environment that we've grown and up in. And then sometimes I was like, to him, like, I'm like, well, Ben, you, you being white in the space. I was like, black people act different when you come around. You compromise right. the space a little bit too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was like, but if I'm always going to compromise the space and they're always going to be nice to me, you shouldn't have this fear. So like, so mm. I, I can either like stay away from the space and not compromise it, or you can bring me to them eventually, but mm -hmm. you got to stop having the anxiety because your family has shown that they love me. So, yeah. or, or at least he's like, even if they're playing like they love me, your anxiety should subside a little bit yeah because mm -hmm. now you're creating something else how long have you all been together um so we have been together eight going on nine years all together but we've been married for mm. okay you've been married four years mm -hmm. and how was that you just you gave us a hint right now like your family was very they embraced they did all of that how was that on both sides of things did you guys was this pretty easeful across the board oh absolutely i think it's I, I definitely would be lying if I didn't think his say his family was probably shocked that he was like dating and then went on to marry a black woman. But mm -hmm. I think his mother has even told me jokingly, she's like, you know, based on my own um, experiences, like I was a little worried at first. One night she said that mm -hmm. I remember thinking like, you should not be talking to me about this. <laughs> but <laughs> And then but she did then say she was like, but now she's like, you you bring so much to his life. Like you have mm. actually like put him in another tax bracket. She's like, mm. like now I'm wondering why my other children decided to be with him. She really can't say like, well, past her loving my personality and things like that now, but like it's, it adds, 
it, it, it's even more affirming. It's like, well, my, my son not only chose the right person, but his life, like I'm, I'm watching how his life is improving in real, like the, his like quality of life is improving. Mm-hmm. And he, he calls our family more often, probably because Amber told him, go call your mama. Like mm-hmm. little stuff like that. I think. She, mm-hmm. And he definitely like, I know everybody online probably thinks like, <laughs> I just like bulldoze over this man every day. Um, but like I married him because I did want a relationship where it's like, you know what? Sometimes you're dominant. Sometimes I'm dominant. Like I wanted mm-hmm. to sometimes swing a little bit. So he is definitely like enriched my life in ways that I, that. Could, I couldn't even explain, you know? So he's, he's not oh, just wearing those socks and sandals and making me cringe, but <laughs> and giving away your good Tupperware and like and giving away your good Tupperware. Wear. But even that, right? Like we, we're, we're almost at this point in our lives where like even the mistakes he makes, have virality to them that <laughs> <laughs> I was like, if I really sit back and think about it, I'm like, Ben giving away that Tupperware almost got into it, like almost got us a deal with a major glassware. Yeah. Like there mm-hmm. are there are actual articles about this Tupperware situation that I oh, I've yeah. run across them and I'm like, yo, the fact I remember yes. when this shit happened and watching it happen. Yes. And I'm like, and I saw, I think I saw an article on the Today Show or something, NBC or something where I was like, what right. the fuck? Like, <laughs> like he has somehow made it so that I'm able to monetize every yeah. single accident he's ever made. So <laughs> that, that's when I'm like, I can't really be mad about this because you did give me content. You did give me a mm-hmm. joke to make here. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I worry about the couples that don't have the content to make, that the accidents are just happening. Mm-hmm. I, I really <laughs> anybody who multiple accidents are happening just make a video of it that, <laughs> that's been the best therapy for me truly you're like this is let me show you how to monetize yes, yes. <laughs> take your partner's fuck ups and put them on camera Literally. that's how you work so you all almost got a deal from that from that Tupperware back and forth <laughs> you and Fanita and yes we did tell us what you're comfortable to what happened with I that I will Here's the thing about it. Okay, so the uh, the the glassware company lowballed us with a mm-hmm. with the, the number that they said mm-hmm. they were willing to do a deal with, and I and I wasn't even entertaining it. Mm-hmm. At the time, Benita was like, "Girl, I'm down bad. We need a check." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." I was like, "Oh, sure. Like they're not paying mm-hmm. what we're worth." But but what what I have grown to learn is that anytime somebody is lowballing you with something, it's gonna be some other mess. Like some something else is gonna happen. So just Absolutely. hold your line. But she's 24, 25. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, she's young. I didn't realize how young no, she she's was. She's very young. And I've, I've kind of taken her on as a mentor as well, mm-hmm. like a, a mentee rather. And I do love mm-hmm. her, but I was, I was 24 once too. So mm-hmm. they, they lowballed us at first. And then what happened was they basically did the industry thing of like, well, we can't get to the deal right now, but we'll get to it later this summer. Which okay. to me is over like, oh, y'all ain't doing it. Great. Mm-hmm. I was going to move mm-hmm. on with my life. But then Fanita, God bless her. She made a video being like, this glassware company doesn't care about black creators. They're racist. <laughs> I was just like, and she sent me this video before she posted it. And I was like, this is funny. Don't post this. <laughs> I said, this is hilarious. Do not post this video. And she was like, I already did it, queen. I already did Gen it, Gen Z. This is the Gen oh, Z. Lord. This is the Gen Z children. <laughs> Ooh, oh, hey. Gen Z. They look like, like oh, this job is not giving. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> At which point, you know, the glassware company was like, Okay, like we could literally sue you for slander. Like what we 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 told y'all that we just needed some time to get this deal running. 
And so you can't say that we're racist. Like that's kind of, and so obviously like when she posted that video, people started flooding their comment section, calling them racist and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I remember just being like, come here here. so yeah we will not be getting up she she did eventually take the video down and then that that video actually led to a snowball of other horrible events happening for her (laughs) not for me unfortunately not for me uh to which i had to call her to my couch as well but we they will not be giving us a deal i'll say that (laughs) (laughs) you're like in the end it doesn't even matter (laughs) i tried so hard he was really mad about that he was like now i gave y'all the content now (laughs) how y'all messed this up (laughs) he's like please let me step in so that's actually a really that that leads to a good question because you are a full-time content creator Mm -hmm. at this point um as well as an actress, as well as a singer, as just an in- all-around entertainer. But you make your dailies off of Absolutely. your content creation. So using the Tupperware example or anything like that, is there something you will offer to content creators who are coming up now, who are trying to figure out how to get their get their brand rolling? Oh, yes. Okay. This I have one answer that I feel like will answer two questions. So mm-hmm. I got laid off from the comedy club. I started making comedy videos on my own of just me mm-hmm. around my house. And at that time, Wild wasn't uh, alive or, or born. Um, mm-hmm. And one day something funny happened with Ben specifically. And he was like, let me be in a video. And I was like, no, because everybody going to be like, what this white man doing in your house? I don't want to deal with weeks of like, wait, is that her roommate? Like, what what happened? And, um, I'm not sure if you've ever seen like the SpongeBob episode where like Squidward, Squidward plays this beautiful clarinet solo. Uh-huh. SpongeBob comes out there and sweeps the stage. Everybody's like, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's typically what happened with that video. <laughs> I was like, oh God, I, I'm not ready to be called a sellout and how, you know, I'm not ready to be Dr. Umar today. Like, mm-hmm, leave. Mm-hmm. And everybody loved Ben. It was like, wait, tell us how y'all together. Tell us how whatever. And that honestly is like the reason why the content has done as well as it's done. Like, I, I'll be honest about that. Like, I'm funny, mm-hmm. but the like the, t- the two man improv show of the husband and wife that are mismatched is like what people fall in love so, with. Um, mm-hmm. So I would say if you're creating content, and you're afraid of revealing some parts of your life or some parts of who you are. I say like, that's probably what will make you go the most viral. Um, mm-hmm. And it, even if that doesn't, uh, if, if other people have, don't relate to that, like mm-hmm. both of you are, neither of you are in a interracial relationship. And like, we're, we're, we're all here talking together. Like you, you somehow, Absolutely. somehow still find your community. So sure. I, I, I know so, like so many people that are like, I want to make content, but I have PCOS. So like on days I don't look great. I don't want people to see that. I'm kind of like, that's actually what you should be making content about. Absolutely. Because that's what the relatability is what pulls people in and the authenticity. Yes, because or Mm -hmm. I'll speak for me, like when I'm scrolling through something, if if a video is too polished or too pretty, Mm -hmm. like I I think it's an ad. Like I literally will Mm -hmm. be scrolling, whereas people are investing in like very high definition cameras and lighting rigs and ring lights and stuff. And I'm kind of like, like that that works for sure mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. obviously, but like what has worked for me is all of the mistakes all of the dog hair on the shirt like <laughs> that's like i got a dog too queen like mm-hmm. I, I think those, like do, if you want to create content don't worry about making it perfect just completely be yourself yeah, because there's that. no competition in your own lane we talk about that all the time how so many people okay we'd be out here trying to find the formula 
But it's like, can nobody on the internet beat you being you? Like, okay. nobody. Yes, yes. And, the and, things and that nobody like, can beat y'all being y'all. Period. The, oh, my bad. Go ahead. The thing that I would just think of, like, if you think of, like, the worst thing that happened to you that day, like, that's probably what you should make the video about. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like whether it's a mm-hmm. rant or whatever. Like, I, I, I'm i so sad. Well, not sad, but it's so funny that people love the content now because in the days where we were, like, broke and I was, like, at one point I... um. Me and Ben were getting into it because he wouldn't clean up his messes, you know, white. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so <laughs> I remember we had, him and I moved into a one bedroom together. So we had two beds. Mm-hmm. And at one point in my life, uh, we had one bed in the bedroom because neither of us wanted to get rid of our bed. So we just put of one course. bed in the kitchen. I'm talking like a queen. <laughs> in the oh, Lord. So I remember I moved into the kitchen bed when we were mad at each other two kitchen bed. Yes. And of course, like, you know, the, the, the 600 people that were following me at the time got to see, like, here I am, day, day 13 in kitchen bed. Uh, I can't even find the archives now, but just like, and, or this, like, the points in my house, like, oh, is that a mice? Y'all. <laughs> like, like, all of that stuff. Oh. What a, done so well now as you can imagine like yes do you have any of it do you have the archives i I have some archives or there was definitely one time where ben thought it he actually thought it was a good idea to buy um madagascar hissing cockroaches as a pet for us to keep home now why (laughs) <laughs> he was a sixth grade science teacher so he was like oh the kids okay. we talked about these Madagascar oh, no. cockroaches so I remember him sending like look at our new pet that we bought and it was just a we roach crawling up his arm oh I was like I'm not good. I was was disgusting yes disgusting. I am not good have you released any of that content yes I have so, uh, okay I, I, every couple years I have to be like you know do one of those like this is your man and it's like the roach crawling on his arm oh no <laughs> I'm not good. Uh, you know, he was teaching at the time. So he told me one day, he said, I went to the school and told the kids I bought you the roaches. And then they were like, oh, that's gross. And they were, he was like, I didn't. And then he mentioned, he was like, just so y'all know, my wife is black. And they were like, oh, like, <laughs> exactly. Because like, these like, children know. You in big trouble. And then poor baby, one of his students said to him, like, it's okay, Mr. Wallen. I see roaches in my house every now and then, too. Oh. And I was like, I, listen, we all were raised how we was raised. It is what it is. <laughs> I have another semi-quasi-ignorant question. Oh, the first you know, one was ignorant. Yes. This it was is, not, sister. This is... Um, I want to know if this is commonplace in interracial relationships because it is something that a friend of mine who married a white man told me. Uh, two things. When she moved into his house, there were no cleaning products. And what? furthermore, the cupboards, the cabinets, it was probably like one lone set of salt and pepper shakers, right? Yeah. And so mm. she would cook, you know, and when I say, you know, conventional things that Black women have been raised to cook, right? Right. In our homes, you know, even if you're not at, you know, Jade's level of culinary expertise, we all what? got a little... Garlic powder, onion powder. We do. We do. You know, got we a little sass on. You know, got, we got the basics. <laughs> mm-hmm. My friend talked about how she would make some very 
standard barbecue chicken or something and this man would be licking his fingers and just oh it tastes so amazing what did you put in this and she would be like salt I just Paprika. put a little salt in it a little wow salt and a little salt your friend is 100% accurate it's like <laughs> so sad so the other day I was maybe we were doing our podcast the other day I said to Ben he's like I clean I clean all the time I was like sir name four cleaning product brands name four hmm. go and I'm thinking he was going okay 409 Windex he said Windex and he was like maybe like vinegar oh like, you didn't like, even, even name a brand brother yes. you didn't say bleach you didn't say I didn't know Clorox didn't know OxyClean didn't, didn't Comet, know just, just scrubbing bubbles anything or it's fraternal twin for, Ajax I would have settled for Dawn dish detergent. I kind of would have settled right. for that. Joy, palm that's olive. Actually, that actually does a lot. Soul, nothing. They, they don't know any of those things. And I, I really do think it, he has taught me that everything does harken back to like racism and slavery. My Lord, that's, a, that's someone, a word. Because if you're a black person and someone visits your home and it's unkempt like have, that. This is what I'm saying. That, mm-hmm. That's a bad look. That's it's a reflection. It's a reflection mm-hmm. of who you are. Social costs. Mm-hmm. There are social costs. There are social costs. There are social like some white people that got on on the internet and said into microphones that they don't bathe their children because the water is dirty. <laughs> or the lady who said, "I don't wash my le- I don't wash my body. I let the soap run down from when I wash my yeah. head." And I said, mm-hmm. then I said, if a black woman said into a microphone that she does not bathe her five month old, they would arrest her. Arrest. They would call the I'll, people. I would call they the would arrest her. Oh yeah! Oh, that stuff. I I gotta be honest. That stuff is true. I yeah. remember like our first shower together, and I was like, "You not go? <laughs> Come on! You gotta <laughs> coach him through it. High step your leg on the edge of the tub, yeah. right? Here. You see, you I like, put that leg up. Yeah, yeah. They they like to rinse off. I was like, <laughs> my god. We didn't just get out the pool. Like I need you to put on some soap. <laughs> or, or, or now I definitely have to mama him. He's like, I'm about to take a shower, and I I, I hear I'm like, go back. It wasn't yeah. long enough, my brother. <laughs> that was three and a half minutes. That is not enough time. Let me smell your neck. Come here, let me smell it. Let me smell it. Those are the costs that I paid not having yeah. a black. Heart. Okay, I, I get that. it. I get it. You know what? Yeah. I, I think if you are if you have somebody who is loving and attentive in the ways that you That's need, true. which it sounds like that is what's happening, um, and you found somebody who you are evenly yoked with, mm-hmm. and it may not be in the conventional ways that we see, but even the way that you all like to sit and read together, the way that mm-hmm. you all, the way your conversation flowed when you got together, like there's a reason for that, and there's a reason also why. There, both of you were able to transition out of. You always had a had a vision, mm-hmm. but there's a reason you have retired your husband in the in yeah. the you know in my type of best type of the brown. You have <laughs> retired your husband and brought him to this side. So how did that transition work? What did that look like? Oh, there was no pushback with him on that, as you can imagine. You know what we did? So we uh, we saved money for we you know while while it was a planned pregnancy everybody don't do that today but she, okay it was a planned pregnancy and we we literally I said um that. we're gonna save this dollar amount we, we we literally googled um like how much does it cost to raise a baby in their first year in chicago or something wow. like that mm-hmm. and i think mm-hmm. we, i think we found and this is chicago so and this would have been what 2020 
I think that I think we did this in 2019. Um, okay. And it said to like to afford a baby in the first year comfortably fifteen thousand dollars or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's gone up since. Uh, but mm-hmm. he said we're gonna start a savings account. We called it Baby Fund, and mm-hmm. when we hit that amount, we started trying for wild. So um, there was still kind of you know you have the showers and stuff. So they got to a point where I was like, Ben, we really haven't tapped too much into this. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. Let's try you staying home with me for a year. Um, obviously, 15K is not enough to get you through a year. But I was like, mm-hmm. with, with the deals that I'm bringing in, let's just try to see if if you cannot teach the first year of her life. Stay home. Help me raise her. And if we're broke, you'll go back to work. And if and mm-hmm. if it doesn't work out, you'll go, you know. We'll, 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 you'll have to get a job. And that mm-hmm. ended up just working. So like he hasn't had to go back to work because him at home with me is, has been able to, like I've been able to work on stuff and then I'll watch yep. her and then he's able to work on stuff. So it's like two people mm-hmm. in the business. Mm-hmm. It really is. Like he is like truly a part of the business. I've, I've almost, I've taught him how to edit like me as well. So mm-hmm. it's so funny because every now and then he'll make a video that's slightly better edited than I do. <laughs> and you'd be like, wait a minute, wait a minute, Ben. <laughs> Mm, slow it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's like, I see that video I edited is doing better than your last video. I'm kind of like, sit back, man. Sit okay. back, curb it. Yes, curb <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, like he'll just do something different. I'm kind of like, ooh, not too I like much. That. I can't tell you that I like it, but I yeah. I'm in this video. I really that's like. good though. That's a superpower that you got right there. <laughs> in the words of XD, everybody needs a magical white. So you got one <laughs> built in. So I'm, I'm, Best with that, yes. So, so obviously Ben doesn't want to go back to teach his sixth grade. So he's like, whatever we got to do to keep <laughs> mm-hmm. me home. Because and he's a great dad too. So he's yeah, like, whatever mm-hmm. I need to do to stay home with my baby, like I will be your intern. Just, just don't send Period. me back to the classroom. <laughs> he's like, please, no strip clubs, TV. <laughs> Getting back to these differences, I have not really been doing a good job of keeping up this season. But I watched Big Brother. Okay. And there's one of the character, one of the uh, participants on Big Brother, white man, right? First time we introduce him, his name is Cameron. Cameron says, I'm a stay at home dad. I'm like, poof. Like, I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> now that is some white people things. Okay. Cause it how is. many, like, wow. I mean, what are the odds? Like, and it's, and he's totally okay, totally consent. Mm-hmm. I love being a stay at home dad. It's, Really, I really feel like this is where I belong. I'm like, this is a man who doesn't want to work. Like, I'm, I'm immediately <laughs> judging. I'm like, what? Yes. This this man is lazy and taking full advantage of his wife somewhere, and I <laughs> hate to see it. Like, I'm immediately disgusted. Right? Yes. But you have given you me know. some context today, and mm-hmm. for that, I will go back and re look. I will look again at Cameron's situation. I may have judged him too yeah. quickly. Yeah, because you, you do need somebody to sort of you help do. you. With you do. Point, he wasn't even doing any editing. He was just watching her. And, and that's or, enough. Shit. Yeah, he's like, like <laughs> obviously he's watching her now, but he'll be like, how about I just take her to the playground and take her to the museum today? You work on all these things. Like mm-hmm. that, you can't, you can't, you really can't beat that. We, I love it. it. It gives partnership in a way that I am yeah, fascinated by. And I'm just like, wow. I have to say, Tristan is very similar. Oh, he is I'm a teacher yes. <laughs> at Noah's school. Yeah. And so he, you know, they go to school together. She takes dance. So she's th- dancing three times a week. He takes her to dance. They're going to hang out. They're going to do these things. And it leaves me room to 
to really focus on the things that that I can focus on that are also going to better my family. And it's a beautiful thing to have that type of partnership. And I think that also comes with like this kind of newer generation. Yes, for sure. Of these men, black and white, Mm -hmm. um, because they just have a different intention with their children, I think, because of a lack on how they were raised. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that's Ben's experience, but I just find this generation of fathers to be a lot. More I love tempting. it for us, honestly, because mm-hmm. yeah. I was raised in the home when my grandma said, no matter what they say, as the mama, you're going to do all of the work. OK, that's all right. of them talk about the ways that they, you know, but, you know, yeah. as a mom, God knew I wasn't built or set up no. to be that. Yeah, <laughs> like, I would rather not have a child and like not be a mom than. I Same. do all of and, and you do talk to our your your uncles and you talk mm-hmm. to your grandparents and you talk mm-hmm. to your your mm-hmm. fathers even. I remember my mom once told me she was like, "Your dad didn't change any diapers." I was like, "Huh? Mm. Exactly. Like, hate exactly. It. Hate that." She yeah, I like mean, they look at that as like women's work, and I'm kind of like, yes. "Yeah, but you also you but you also made more than him." So I'm not understanding like this if you what make I'm saying and he doesn't help the with the science. children, why mm. would you? And I mean, our generation. I was I was at a conference last week and one of my coworkers, a uh, white man who also has a black wife, um, literally said, uh, I did not, I had, his wife was pregnant, like literally 30 something weeks with their first child and he had never held a baby. He went to one of his friend's house, uh, another, another guy friend of his and the baby, he said, uh, you know, he had he had just had a baby. He literally like threw the baby in my arms, and I was like, "What do I do?" Because it's like I've never. And he was like in his thirties, late twenties, early thirties, and had never held a baby. Held a baby. Mm. Never held one. And so he was like, "My buddy put put his baby in my arms, and I was holding it like a, a bag of flour. Like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> what do we do now?" Yes. yes. He was like, "You know, get familiar. You about to have a baby in like three weeks, my guy." But right, it's like, how crazy. many, how, if I think about it, you know, my brother, I don't know, my brother loved kids. He was an educator himself. But if I had to, add, if I had to bet, I would argue that Brian had never changed a diaper. I would, right. I would know mm-hmm. that. But mm-hmm. like, you know, like to your point around generationally there, it's just, I think our generation is the first that's sort of making some of these changes and it is blowing people like my mama's head off. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. my father, this oh. is the type of house I grew up in, Amber. My father told me, uh, he goes, Tristan's a better, he's a better mother than Jade is. <laughs> and I was like, Yo, first of all, nigga, like, he's a father. Like, yeah. like, I would cry myself asleep, but you ain't that. <laughs> exactly. You did. you did. I was like, I hate you, but that's one of the funniest things you ever said, nigga. <laughs> but but it, it, to his point, He's so attentive and he's so intentional right. with our child. And I don't I don't imagine and my hat goes off to single parents and gen, you know on both sides of the mm-hmm. fence cuz I'm like you all are doing a lot and I'm not built yes. for that. Yes. And I know if I have to do something I'm going to do it, but I really don't think I'm I was built for that intentionally, you know, immediately. <laughs> so, I'm grateful for that. I'm glad that you have that type of partnership too. so that you're able to really hone in and focus on the things that that Amber needs to focus on. Mm-hmm. That makes you know, all of the facets that make you you. I have yes. one more question. Of course. Now, um, I, and I, I have ha- I've definitely come home and the house was chaos and she was running around naked. Of course. Like, that's oh, no, we believe it. And also, also same. <laughs> yeah. Same. Okay. Let's be clear. I come home and the house is chaos and ain't nobody here but me. So, yes. <laughs> when she was Wild's age, I came home. 
it, she's in a diaper. You know, the two of them are sitting down in the living room and Game of Thrones, another episode comes on. I yes. see it's a new. So Tristan's like, oh, no, what's that? And she was like, Thrones. And I was like, what in the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Yes. <laughs> yes. What are y'all doing when I'm not here? Thrones Chaos and good. negativity. Oh, oh, they, were, they were downstairs watching Star Trek the other day. And I was like, come on. But it ain't uh, Game of Thrones. Are they killing each other? Is there a white walker? No, there are. <laughs> and there are like so many like full frontal sex scenes in, 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 uh, in Game of Thrones. It's like, Bruh. holy God. Yes. What? Vicious, like violent <laughs> scenes of sexual exactly. violence. Like, Hello. And I'm sure he was do- curbing something, but I was like, the fact that she even knows this theme song, my God. Like, what are y'all doing in here, nigga? What are y'all doing? <laughs> I love it. No, it's like that. To hear a two year old singing is crazy. Yeah. Um, my last question for you, Amber, and I don't know if Kia will have something after, but my last question for you is um, with all of this amazing content that you that you're making, um, and now integrating your family into this as well, which I know is not the only facet of your career, it's just a part of it. How do you find the balance between cutting the cameras off and having your family time and mm content time how do you find that balance what does that look like for you yeah that I will I will be honest that has been a little bit hard because sometimes something mm-hmm. so funny will happen and then mm-hmm. it'll be like nah just for us come on just for us and, or I'll have mm-hmm. moments like that as well um but mm-hmm. I think it's just um I don't know just just a little communication every now and then um like like right now or we're, we're, we try to be very intentional about planning dates um, cause, cause we are at this point getting paid to be together, <laughs> like in, in yeah. ways we're getting, paid that's what it to, is to parent our child. We're literally getting paid to be ourselves on the internet, I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. Oh. which is the dream. Everybody. It's about time. Mm-hmm. Right. It's about time. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. But then there's definitely been, I, I remember one time I got mad at Ben because, um, he went and bought me some flowers cause he knows I love fresh flowers in the house. And then he walked in the house, like filming that he was giving me the flowers. And I remember being so upset. And I was like, so you only got me flowers to film it? You know, just like, it'll be things mm-hmm. like that. And those are the times mm-hmm. where we're like, well, let's check in. I haven't posted it yet. Like, let me, I'm going to delete this and I'm just going to walk through the door again and let it, like, let's just let it feel like us again. I was probably mm-hmm. just in my feelings. Or I probably later mm-hmm. was like, you could have just posted it. Like, it, 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 who knows what I was mm-hmm. going through that day. But, um. I think when really, really that that is a critique that we've gotten before because people would be like, I've seen so many funny fights, like where's the love or whatever. Um, mm. And I think it's because like we are not going to film the love like like those like mm. are really connected, emotional, a beautifully emotional and like mean emotional moments. Like those are the times like these are off limits. This is just for us. And sometimes we actually have to just leave the phone at home. Like we'll be like, mm-hmm. hey, we're going to go to this place around the corner. We, we're going to walk there. Let's both leave our phones. But sometimes, you know, something just so funny happens. You're like, I got to share this with my internet family. And he's like, mm-hmm. right. Like it, it, mm-hmm. it, it just, it really just depends. But the most beautiful moments, and we might even talk about it like on the podcast and stuff, but the most beautiful moments, I, I promise the internet, you have not seen our most beautiful moments. Yeah. For sure. I love that, Amber. I love that too. And I feel like that's on brand, right? Even going back to thinking about your uh, approach to teaching yoga, it's like embracing the messy, uncomfortable, like, but real and honest mm-hmm. parts of the process. And I think that's what draws people in connecting to you. Um, 
and you know your capacity to just sort of be a compelling and awesome storyteller uh Mm -hmm. i'll sort of end by asking given where you are now and sort of you know i i don't want to assume but i get the impression that you know this this whole thing has sort of blown up in a way that you never anticipated or expected uh and so given that i would be curious to know sort of what do you dream about what what are the things that you would like to do from where you are what do you do you have a a broader vision or you just still out here seeing like you know all right what's next yes i that is a great question because i think i i do this thing where i'll experiment with something and then i'll say like Mm -hmm. i tried it i don't love it but i definitely see myself um hosting some sort of show it would be late night because i'm a little Mm. (laughs) x-rated but i'm not a the view i'm not a morning television girl it's a little too raw for that but i definitely Mm. can see myself in the hosting and probably not on television either maybe like a hbo or show energy um because i love i love talking to people and i love shenanigans um I also a big dream of mine is to uh, be on Broadway, but I'm such a, you know what? Here's something funny. I have goals that I want to hit, but I have no clue how I'm going to hit them. Like one dream of mine is to uh, be uh, uh, EGOT, right? So I don't know how (laughs) I'm going to get the E, the G, the O, and the T, (laughs) but I see that happening for myself. I I love that. I love if that. I for a second, uh, because I see myself in a lot of ways as a director and a writer. Um, mm-hmm. And then I also want to be on the stage. Like it's, mm-hmm. uh, I, I definitely think, and, and Jay, you're, you're coming to the live show. I definitely think I'm going to try to do more like stand up in, in mm-hmm. 2024 year. I could definitely um, see myself having a, a stand-up show. I, I think. Mm-hmm. I think the real question is like, I just like being on stage. So, yeah. mm-hmm. if it's in the hosting space or in the stand-up space, um, and I like directing a lot more than I thought I did. Mm-hmm. So, I definitely want to make like another either documentary or short film. Mm-hmm. Be on the stage and something. And I like to sing, even if it's just at the house. So, and you can. I, so I'm getting better too. My music teacher is like teaching me the the words for the Go things. Ahead. It's like we gotta work you know on that what I, head voice. That head voice needs some work, my love. Yeah, one, yeah. Uh, you. This just came with you saying your music teacher. I love that when you decide that you want to try something, mm-hmm. even if it's not what you're gonna do long term. You, you really it. dig yourself you into it. it. You study yeah. it. Mm-hmm. You you it, the, with the yoga. You were like, I'm gonna go set up shop here. With um, teaching, you were like, I'm gonna teach for America for this. I'm I have a a, a coach for this. I have a, you have you set yourself up in a way where it's even if it doesn't work out for you, even if you decide it's not for you and you don't want to do it long term, you throw yourself into it, and I think that's really really a dope quality. And I you mentioned because you have a podcast. What's the name of mm-hmm. it? So the podcast is called Fly on the Wallen. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I love the play on the on the last name. And when this comes out, you actually have a live show tomorrow. Next so why day. don't you yes. give the details <laughs> of the show for the last minute people who waited and they or they didn't see something on the algorithm or whatever? Me, yes, that's for me. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> I, most of my following is black, so everybody, everybody who is gonna wait till the day before, um, mm-hmm. I'm. Basically, uh, Ben and I have a podcast called Fly on the Wallen, and we're going to do a live version of that podcast on stage. But you know how I am. So I just I was like, I do not want this to be two people just sitting 
on stage with a mm-hmm. microphone. And some parts are going to be that, of course. Um, but mm-hmm. it's going to feel more like a variety show. We have Fanita open the show with some comedy. Ben and I are going to be doing some stand-up. There's going to be some singing involved. There's going nice. to be some some big games that we're going to play with the whole room. Um, so I just really wanted to feel like an experience. Of course, I'm over budget. Of course, this <laughs> out of control. Of course, I have reached out to some of my brand deals this year. I was like, I need you to donate to this podcast tour because I'm doing too much. They were like, we want to keep it lean for your first show. I was like, but then you shouldn't have booked me. Right. You should you shouldn't have. So sorry. Yes. yes. So we're gonna just have a full on stage variety show and I promise you you will laugh at something said that night. It is going to oh, be absolutely. absolutely so it's gonna be a tour. Where's the uh first where's the first city? Where you headed? Right. So the first show is going to be in New York City. So that's going to be tomorrow <laughs> when this episode yes. drops. Uh, October 25th, you can buy your tickets. Nice. That's going to be at City Winery, New York oh, City. And, and candidly, um, basically, if that show sells out or does well, they're kind of mm-hmm. going to clear us for the 2024 more robust tour because nice. um, this venue has tons of, uh, they're, they're all over yes. the East Coast. And so, there's yes. one in D.C., mm-hmm. so y'all go yes, so that she can come on down here so yes. I can go to the show. All right? Yes. Buy your tickets. Let me come down and let Getting Grown, like, open for you Please. or something. Wouldn't like, that be fun? Yeah. I can't afford y'all. That would y'all. be a good time. That would be a dream. Oh, sister. I can Don't afford Fanita because she still owes me the money for the <laughs> grocery store. So I can always tap She's going to owe you for a long time, yes. restitution style. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Make sure if you all are in the New York For City sure. area, if you are in the tri-state area and you have not obtained tickets and you looking for something to do on a Wednesday night, yes. come to the Fly on the Wall and show. I'm going to be there. I got myself a whole table because I don't want y'all niggas sitting next to me, but Period. you can come say hi. And, <laughs> and we're going to have us a grand time. And I'm so excited for you, Amber. I love everything that you're doing. I love everything about who you are. And I'm excited to see how this progresses in the future. All of your manifestations you put out there, how they come to fruition. We just wish you the best. And every every time you got something coming up, you got to come in and let the people know about it for here sure, on Young Grown. Sure. Oh, I have to. This this you, is a dream. I, I truly, I actually have been listening to this show for many years. Even the graduation full episode, I listen to every uh, graduation. That's how I know you I a real one. I love the show. I love the kitchen table. Like, so this, this is a huge dream of mine. Thank you so, so, so much for having me. Of course. Uh, we, we're so, I have thank loved, you for coming. Yeah, I've loved I've loved getting to know you better. I've been watching your social for a little while, but just getting a getting the opportunity to talk to you, learn more about you and your family has really been a special treat. So like Jay said, you're welcome back at the kitchen table anytime you want to come. So just holler at us. Literally anytime. Yes, yes. Oh, God. And tell the people where to find you. Yes. Um. So if you enjoyed this, please don't walk away thinking like, this is the way to bag your white dude. I really want, <laughs> I want to. Really. Really? I mean, he left. I think I want to call the episode "How to Bag a White Man." Honestly, I think I want to call it "Bag that. a White Guy." Key, ep- key <laughs> takeaways. Okay. I just want that to be crystal clear. Ben is one of one. Please. please, please, please. The only one. Okay. Yes. Yes. Uh, if you enjoyed even a little chuckle from time to time, uh, please follow me at Burr, B-U-R-R underscore I am. It was mm-hmm. kind of supposed to sound like Will I am, but nobody got it. And now people got it. 
<laughs> you and me were there like bury him. I've been following her like bury him. Not bury him. <laughs> I missed the mark on that. <laughs> Ooh, sometimes the internet just you know phonetics. The stupid they, that's they out there. Stop teaching phonics in school, <laughs> baby. Yes. They stop. I'm like, Ooh, your niggas are dumb. Are they ever like, are you Mrs. of all jades? And you're like, what? <laughs> like, what I, is your last name? I would actually spit. Like I, I would. I wish somebody would come say some stupid shit like that to me. <laughs> I would actually spit like a Campbell. I yes. hate it. Oh <laughs> Even when you correct people on the spelling of your name or or mispronounce, I'm like, she says it every week, y'all. Like, what what's happening? And I mean, it's in my Instagram name. My my Instagram name is my actual on the, name. It's on the name. And it's my Gmail everywhere. I'd be like, so you looked at my name and still spelled it how you want to spell it. Like, yes. you just looked at They're it. They're like, K-I-A, I have a question for you. <laughs> it's because of the car. The car, maybe, but they're just not mm. even trying. That's actually, that's nice that you give them that, Amber. <laughs> that's <laughs> nice that you be. They must like drive a tell you ride and be like, that's her. It's like, no, it's not. no it's not. I just want you all to think three times before you send comment post comments on people's shit and send emails and all kinds. Just just three times read it over and, and see if it's what it needs to be. But we're gonna have all of Amber's handles. Uh we're gonna have the the podcast link. We're gonna have the tickets, the last minute tickets. We're gonna have all the links in the description box. So make sure that you all click that. And if you want to get to know Amber more, which you absolutely should. She will also have her information in the description box. And we'll see you all for the next segment. Once again, this segment was brought to you by Target and Black Beyond Measure. Target has you covered from a range of Black-owned or founded products, alongside impactful opportunities to support and invest in the next generation of HBCU excellence. Lock in with Target this homecoming season and beyond at Target.com slash Black Beyond Measure. Financial anxiety, anyone? Worrying about it doesn't help. Earning does. Earning is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earning app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So we all know what it's like to sort of want your money when you want it. But be stressed because you have to wait until you get paid. Earning eliminates that because as you need your money, you can access your money. Whether you are a procrastinator like me and you've waited to the last minute to do something or something unexpected comes up, earning is there, has your back, giving you direct access to the money that you've already earned. So make earning a part of your financial routine and join earnings over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about earning, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earning Today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earning app, type Grown under Podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. That's Grown under Podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earning.com slash TOS for details. Earning is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. You know how the kids love a hack video, but the hacks don't really be anything that's useful. Let me hip you adults to something useful, a hack that you can actually use in your life and will benefit you because it benefits me. HelloFresh, okay? With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. 
Skip trips to the supermarket and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy fun and affordable how often do we get all three of them at the same time that's why it's america's number one meal kit with so many in-season ingredients you'll taste all the freshness of fall and every bite of hello fresh's chef crafted recipes and produce travels from the farm to your door for peak ripeness that you can taste i can attest to that HelloFresh does all the shopping and meal planning for you ingredients arrive at your doorstep pre-portioned and ready to cook along with pictured step-by-step recipe cards so how easy is that if you have a hard time in the kitchen this is something that is perfect for you or if you're like myself and you just need something that's convenient and tasty and delicious HelloFresh is that girl let me tell you about what we have been eating okay we have had some delicious varieties. I wanted to keep it light one night. So I got an Italian kale shrimp and couscous salad. Came with a little balsamic vinaigrette and a herby panko and Parmesan. So you had that crunch and that texture and that flavor. And then we switched it up the next night. Had us some salsa verde turkey enchiladas with green pepper, black beans and Monterey Jack. And then I will let you all know, I did throw in a little side of rice myself with that. You know, sometimes I like to take my HelloFreshes and I like to bump them up a bit with like my own zhuzh. That's the fun thing about it. But the amazing thing is you don't have to do that. That's a personal choice. HelloFresh makes it perfect for you where... You don't have to think about how much to buy, how much to cook, how much to prep. Like it is all pre-portioned and ready for you to go. So are you trying to get like me? Do you want to have the convenience in your life and free up an extra 35 minutes? Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50 grown and use code 50 grown for 50% off plus free shipping. All right, let me say that again. That's HelloFresh.com slash 50 grown and code 50 grown for 50% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Honestly, truly. We got us an honesty box this week, so we're going to go ahead and get into that. Right. Um, pronouns are she and her, so sister, give us one of your good pseudonyms. Tracy Chapman. Tracy Chapman. That's what my father called me when I was going natural. All right, Tracy Chapman <laughs> writes, <laughs> who also, side note, hit on my cousin and randomly in Ireland. Your That's family a, always has yo, it's a kinda dating crazy. connection to like a celebrity. It sounds like I'd be lying and I'm no, not actually. I believe like, every bit of it. I've never doubted her question, but it's always like, Jade is like, my cousin used to talk to my mama used to She date. didn't talk to her, but she right. did hit on her. <laughs> All right, Tracy so Chapman, I love what you got? There's reason to stay here. Okay, yeah. Tracy Chapman right? <laughs> and I'll turn right back <laughs> around. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. We are I'm so just sorry. unhinged. We Please. are. We're a mess. Tracy Chapman writes, hi, ladies. Thank you for creating this space that has impacted me in a way that I didn't know I needed. I'm hoping to get some insight into a decision I'm trying to make about my living situation. Okay. I'm in my late 20s and have been living with my sister and brother-in-law and my niece for a little over two years. Mm. I was in a rough transition period in life when I moved in, having just graduated from grad school with no job and lots of debt. Okay. I have since been able to get a job that I enjoy that pays well and has great benefits package because, you know, black folks love a good job with good benefits. Don't we? <laughs> Pay down debt. We really do. Um, pay down debt 
and generally get out of survival mode. The arrangement benefits all of us. Mm -hmm. I help with household duties like making meals, grocery shopping, cleaning, organizing, and babysitting while I live in a safe and comfortable environment rent-free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wow, right? Shout out to Shangela. While my living si oh, maybe not. While my living situation is great and I am eternally grateful, I have been craving my own space. Mm. I want to have a space that I have full control over and can make functional for myself and my needs without impeding on anyone else's comfort. Mm. My partner and I have been together for four years and have been in the talks of moving in together. So moving in with her is an option. She has a nice apartment with enough space, but my commute to work would be longer. I'd be a little farther from my family, and although I would go on these on the lease, non-negotiable, and she would give me freedom to change the space, I'm not certain that I would feel like it's mine. I can move out on my own, but it would just take me a little longer to save an amount of money that I'm comfortable with to make sure I'm straight. The problem with me moving out on my own is that once I've put in the time, money, effort, and stress to move, I'm not going to be inclined to move again anytime soon. Ooh, big mood, which could mean my partner and I not living together for even longer. There is thankfully no rush to leave my current situation. And outside of wanting my own space, I have uh, I have minimal. Each option has pros and cons, and I'm struggling to decide what factors would you both consider when making this decision? How would you go about ruling options out? Any insight is appreciated. Love you both. Tracy Chapman. Mm. Tracy Trapman is literally saying, give me one reason to reason stay, to stay here. here. <laughs> and I'll turn right back around. <laughs> Look at me. That was such a good pseudonym pick. It actually was perfect. <laughs> give me one reason to stay here. Well, I would say, Tracy, it sounds like you've already made your decision. Mm. Uh, but you know, you asked what were the things that I would do that would that I would consider in fact in factoring in a decision like this. Uh, to be honest, I might be a little bit biased here because I love my home so mm. much. Mm. But there is uh, something to be said about a space that is yours, mm -hmm. uh, a space where you, uh, you know control things like I said when I came in here I put my heat on I put it on what I wanted did, to be on did mm -hmm. I didn't have to have a business meeting I did not have mm -hmm. to have a conversation mm -hmm. um I understand that in partnership and in especially life partnership when you mm -hmm. are cohabitating with someone these things become factors I would say for me my peace especially if you've not had it ever before and it's just something that you aspire to have, you have to have it at least once so that you'll know, you know, you know, whether you really want it or not. Mm -hmm. um, so I would fact, and you know, if there's no pressure from your partner or your current living situation to make a decision right now, then you yeah. don't have to. Um, yeah. And it's okay to sort of, you know, start to prepare for living on your own. If that's something that you want to do, Mm -hmm. You know, fully understanding that it may happen immediately or it may take a little time. But either way, you'll be prepared. So I, I would say prioritize your peace, what you mm -hmm. want, your desire. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But also remain mindful of the factors and conditions of your life and your relationship. Uh, and it's okay to sort of have goals and aspirations and we can arbitrarily uh, set timelines and deadlines for things, mm -hmm. but just be flexible because like we say all the time, honey, 
Adaptability is the currency of adulting. The so, ho, okay, <laughs> the main one. Okay? Have a plan, it, but you know, be willing to adjust. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but you know, you're not sort of boxed in here, and I don't, I don't feel no. like you have to make a decision right now. You just want to sort of be more comfortable uh, knowing if you did have to make a decision, what decision you would make. But, you know, I think it's okay for you to sort of ruminate here a little bit right now. And all of these things can be true at one time. You can very much love your current situation while also aspiring to have a place of your own. You Mm -hmm. can very much be in relationship with your partner and recognize that an option is there for you to stay with your partner. All of these things can coexist. Yep. Absolutely. So take your time, Tracy. What what would you say, sis? I would agree with you. Um, I would say it really sounds like you do want to have your own space mm-hmm. for for a little while. And I and when you said once you move and you set up, you're not moving again for Period. a while. Felt that in my spirit. Same. Um, I would also say there's plenty of time to live with the partner. You know what I'm saying? There's a it's a there's a beautiful time. And this comes from somebody who lives with their their partner. Mm-hmm. There's a beautiful uh period of time. I enjoyed living alone. Like I, I think had every can I just say I think every time. grown woman should should live alone. If you if you have the capability to yes, do so. And can. this is just my personal advice, Agreed. obviously. I say if you have the capability to do it, do it. Don't let anybody uh, scare you and it doesn't it sound like you have a healthy relationship but don't yeah. let nobody scare you or pressure into, you or pressure you well if we don't move in together then you know it sounds like you want to have some space to yourself to make decisions you want to make and enjoy that and and explore this aspect of your life and you can do that in partnership you can do that alone like you have those options and that's the beautiful thing about where you're at in life um and I love that you're comfortable and you're safe and you have the room actually to sit, like Kia said, and really think these decisions through and see what's going to be the best for you right now. But do that and take your time and it's going to it's going to work out the way that it should. But yeah. Those are our personal what we would do. And I, I, I think just having healthy conversation, you yes. know, if you want to do this, tell your partner, hey, I just want to try living alone for a little bit. Like, I just want that experience again. And it doesn't have anything to do with our relationship. Very fair. That's just what I want. And you may sit, as as Kia said, and ruminate and say, you know what? I do want to live with my partner. But these are my stipulations. I don't want to have to move into your place so maybe the compromise is us finding something together that will work out for the both of us and we start fresh you know you figure out what options work best for you but take your time really meditate on it don't feel rushed to make any decision at all uh especially your decision making process yeah yes that's actually a beautiful note yeah we don't often get an opportunity to learn how we make decisions or what information we need you said that you were safe you had what you needed you were comfortable where you are Mm -hmm. Uh, and i think you're feeling pressure to make a decision because you're feeling indecisive right now and that's natural that's Mm -hmm. a human response but i think learn yourself in this season and it will suit and it will help you to make you know to understand your decision making process what are the things that bring you comfort when you need to make a decision? What are the things that bring you angst or anxiety? Mm-hmm. We don't often all get the opportunity to sort of really sit and think about the conditions that facilitate our best decision making. Because a lot of times 
you know, things will change and you got to make a decision right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. you actually have some space. So I say you lean into it. But I'm sorry, sis, I feel like I cut you off. I don't think so. No, I completely okay. agree with you. Yeah. I think that's actually a really beautiful point. Um, and not one that we've been a- we've we've explored enough, which yep. is learning how you make decisions because everybody makes them differently. Yes. And this is one of those beautiful times where you can really sit and say, okay. What works for me and nobody else right now? What works for me? Doesn't mean you're not. What do I want? It's not not considering your partner. It's not not considering anybody else. It's it's literally just sitting with yourself and seeing what's going to make you the happiest right now. What's going to give you the most fulfillment? So I love that. I actually love that aspect of you saying that. I hope all of that is helpful. I know that was a lot, Tracy Chapman. Um, We're never going to tell you what to do. Yeah, but. You know, we will tell you how how our thought process works. And so keep us posted. Tell us what you end up deciding on. Uh, we're excited to see what happens for you. And we know whatever it is, it's going to be exciting in this new era for you. Absolutely. So, yes. Continue to send your honesty box questions to hello at gettinggrown.co. <laughs> That's hello at gettinggrown.co. And with that, we'll move on to our self-care slash I know that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I deserve. All right. It is time for an I know that's right. Oh, Ty, how can we blend that with the sounds? Anyway. (laughs) So a gem. Um. So if you follow me on social media, this may be old news. But if you do not, then I am pleased to announce to you all that the Black Kitchen series swept. Okay. Swept. We. uh, A supermarket sweep, if you will. A a supermarket sweep. A perfect analogy. In every single category for the Signal Awards, we won silver in best host and best writing and bronze and best DE&I. So we won an award in every single category that we were voted in Uh, and listeners choice in all of them, which was really, really awesome. And I'm just grateful to each and every one of you who hopped on that confusing website and voted (laughs) and, (laughs) and, you know, made sure that like your votes went through. I'm just, I'm, I'm just so pleased and I'm so grateful and you all always continue to support every project that we put out. And so, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm really, really grateful for that. That's a nice little like, okay. Yes. I know that's right. I I know that's that's right. Big, big and congrats so that is, to my sister. Thank you, yes. my sister. Big, big congrats. Uh, Jade is an award-winning podcast host. Award-winning podcast host? Bitch, sign the check, bitch. I cannot wait <laughs> to put that in your uh, contact on my phone so that that will read every time uh, I get a call from our dear old Uncle Jade. I'm very proud of you, sister. Thank you, sister. Very I greatly proud. appreciate that. Proud I'm of proud of our team. Our team was a, was just, it's beautiful when you can find family along the way of doing something so special and everybody feels the same intention for it. So I'm grateful. And everybody who listens shows support. And I'm just, I'm grateful to all of you all. I'm all grateful to all of you. What's yours this week? What you got going on? Um, I am still uh, working down to the gym. And uh, I am uh, giving myself grace. I had a conversation with one of my good friends, Summer. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, Cause you know, I've, I've, I've been very transparent here on getting grown about the issues I have with size, clothing size. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. And you know, it just being sort of like a mental block, a mental hanger up for me. Um, and just, you know, I'm on a, this gym journey is not only about health and fitness. I think I, what I, what it is really about sister. And this is my, uh, my latest revelation is I'm okay. on a lifelong journey of like full radical self-acceptance. Mm -hmm. I love that. What I'm learning is that, you know, you know, one of the Danielle, I think her last name is Wilson. She was on our mm -hmm. show. Um, the yes. fitness trainer. Yes. She has this mantra, this thing that, that this affirmation that she keeps saying, uh, in all of her, in all of her content and programming, um, and it's and she says you cannot, you cannot tr uh, train a body that you do not love. Mm, I love that you cannot train a body that you do mm. not love. And it, it it resonated with me because so much of what we do in the world of exercise and fitness, well, for me formerly was about mm -hmm. changing things that I do not like about my body. Mm. I've associated fitness with changing how I guess my body naturally is. If I think about mm -hmm. when I was a little girl and I was put on my first diet mm -hmm. and, you know, it, it was, I was, it was a lot of messaging around, you know, my body not being the right size and I needed mm -hmm. to change it. And mm -hmm. so all of my workout sort of that, that has been sort of the way that that programming was set into me. And mm -hmm. now I'm working to reprogram uh, because, you know, what I'm learning about training is that, uh, you know, you cannot do it from a place of self-hatred. You cannot do it and do it well. You have to Absolutely. sort of approach your body with a sense of gratitude and love and respect. Mm -hmm. And when mm -hmm. you do that, you are able to see what you are able to do. Uh, it's sort of like reframing this deficit thinking and really thinking about the opportunity that fitness affords you. And so mm. this is my intention. I'm still working. Summer helped me um, in terms of thinking about perspective and clothing size. Right. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so shout out to her, but I'm really on this journey where I am, you know, like radical self acceptance, looking at working out through the lens of love, mm -hmm. loving my big old tree trunk thighs, that's okay. it. Ooh, that's it. Cause they save lives. <laughs> <laughs> and recognizing that my body might be bigger, but it's not bad. It's it's a better that's body. It. It's a bigger body, but it's better than it was when it was smaller, and that's okay. And that's you know, it's about reframing. And I know y'all sick of me saying it, but I have to keep saying it so that it'll sort of get imprinted into my mind. Absolutely. So this I is mean, my work. That's the same thing with eating, right? When yep. we talked about not beating yourself up when you decide to, you know, you need something else that's mm -hmm. not a spinach salad or a smoothie. And, you know, you don't shovel food in your mouth, mm. you know, at that time and be like, eat the food, Tina. Like, right. you don't do that to yourself. Right. So we don't want to do it when we're working out either. And I love that 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 mindset of not being able to train a body you don't love because yeah. that's all you, you're whipping it. You know what I'm saying? You just, yeah. you have to train from a place of, wow, I love my body so much and I want to learn what it can do. Yes. I Not, love that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's going to resonate with some people for I'm sure. This week. I'm really trying. 
Um, because you know, the things, the things I got caught in a rabbit hole last week doing one of those Instagram stories and throw mm-hmm. you back to like 2017. And no. I posted a picture from 2017 and was like, wow. It, I think the caption was like, what were you doing in 2017? Or what were you in 2017? And I was like, skinny. Uh, evidently, I was much, much smaller than I am right now. Uh, and, it, and, you know, it did sort of hit me. It was a blow. Like, dang. Like, I didn't, you know, mm-hmm. when you sort of looked at the side by side, it's like, okay, yeah, you're bigger now. But if it's I, not 2017, it's, it's 2023. not 2017. It's, you know, but I think about this body is bigger, but this bigger body got me through a pandemic. This bigger That's body it. is in a bigger house, is in a bigger job, is <laughs> in a bigger it. and better situation. And so got a bigger Peloton seat okay, to sit your bigger so, asshole. Um, you know, my body is, you know, you know, all things, you know, mm-hmm. considered, you know, bigger is not bad. Bigger is bigger is better. And um, so I'm trying to reframe. Mm-hmm. You know these bigger jeans in my closet, and God be praised. <laughs> and then that's it. Amen. I say I'm me. <laughs> y'all, y'all, listen. I'm working on it. I know. I know. I have a long way to go, but this is just me trying to ha- build some accountability into this space. Y'all know that this is a journey, and it's hard, but I'm still out here. It's a motivational journey for your girl. You know, I told you weeks ago I was going to start Pilates. Still didn't yeah. do that. But every we time you time. talk about it, I'm like, working out. I've got to do that. Yes. <laughs> so I, You're also I appreciate like it being and nobody a else does. And like a wife, you know. So you have other things going on that are not yeah. on my plate at the moment. So I. But I'm going to be honest with you. I was watching Lunell stand up and I love I, Lunell. I need, to, but I I need said, to do that. That's one of the things. That's going to be my black women self care next week. I was <laughs> watching that. Lunell stand up. And you know, Lunell is an auntie of epic proportions. Yes. She looked like Janice the Muppet. Her eyes was barely open, the whole thing. But all I could picture was. On she put her outfit on. Oh, a two cold shoulders. You know what I'm saying? She had all her jewelry on. Like, please. (laughs) But Lunell is the auntie of epic proportions. And and I remember my grandpa when he used to sit, and you know how the legs just spread, you know what I'm saying? Because you got to make room for the belly. Yeah. And while that's not a shame to anybody, I just know I'm like, oh. I've got to work out because I can't have the legs. You know what I'm saying? I can't have the little chicken legs that just spread apart. They just do it naturally. <laughs> like, I'm like, no, nah, let's just, you know, let's just reel some things in. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, making changes, lifestyle that's changes. It. That's what we're about here. That's it. We're but improving I love the quality of life. But yeah, that's our black women self care. Yes. Are, I know that's right. So yes. as always, feel free to send those in so we can read yours at the kitchen yeah, table. Yeah, we want to know Shout what y'all got going out. on. Celebrate yeah. yourselves. Yes, Tell indeed. us what's happening. So yeah, with that being that. said, we're going to get negative. Head on over to the Petty Peeves. Let's do it. It's that time of year again to bring the HBCU energy. Target has you covered from a range of Black-owned or founded products alongside impactful opportunities to support and invest in the next generation of HBCU excellence. Whether it's homecoming or brunch with the girls, add an exclamation point to the menu with the Bronx-owned Ghetto Gastro's waffle mix and syrup and Slutty Vegan's Tasty Dips. Even better, make it a party with fun games like Lyrically Correct and Culture Karaoke. Discover more ways to tap in with Black-owned or founded products for your next social gathering. And oh, by the way, did you know Target's bringing back the HBCU Design Challenge? A creative competition pairing HBCU students with Target mentors. Keep an eye out for Target Scholars as well. 
a scholastic program offering financial assistance and internship opportunities for HBCU students. Lock in with Target this homecoming season and beyond at Target.com slash Black Beyond Measure. You know what else Target is doing? They're sponsoring season two of Illuminating Intersectionality, hosted by myself, Chef Jade, Dr. Takia Robinson, and Fran of Hey Fran Hey. It's a three-part series, season two, that discusses intersectionality as Black women in different spaces. And in this particular season, we are covering what? HBCUs. Episode one focuses on illuminating Black women scholars and the scholarly contributions of Black women at HBCUs. Episode two focuses on exploring intersecting identities in predominantly Black spaces, where Fran talks about the foreign-born experience and HBCUs and how we can unify as the diaspora. And episode three, hosted by your girl, explores cultural expression and the HBCU experience through the legacy of food and culture. Illuminating intersectionality drops homecoming week. Make sure you listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The leaves are turning, the weather is cooling, and you guessed it, honey, pumpkin, spiced, everything is in the air. Fall vibes are now vibing and trending. Whatever you're into this fall, you can find it at Walmart. Entertaining, gorgeous fall-inspired rose gold flatware will take that potluck up a notch. And greet your guests in style in an internally classic sweater dress with a bold red lip. Tailgating, homecomings, apple pickings, grab a chunky sweater and some Lux loafers for an elevated fall outing. Or pair that dark and moody floral print dress with a modern boot for the perfect low-key glam look for any fall occasion. Stay in for a cozy evening at home with the beautiful pillar and scented candles in warm and earthy colors, fleece blankets, velvet throw pillows, and the perfect at-home self-care from the beloved brands uh, like Elf, Kristen S., Bubble, Dossier, and Skin Proud. Whatever you're into this fall, it's now trending at Walmart. Head to the Walmart app to shop right now. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister, because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey, honey, honey. All right, y'all. It's time to put the petty on parade. Okay. <clears throat> all that, all that, all that. So, y'all know it's been nail gate for the past yeah. hundred weeks. You know what I'm saying? That nigga has endured. Mm, you've been through <laughs> so much, sis. You have. I've been through so much. And I just want to say, first of all, whoever put a nail root on me, I send it back to you. Oh, wow. Tenfold. Okay. Yeah. May the fun guy take over because oh, no. somebody put a. <laughs> Oh no. So so two things, okay? My my nail lady is just it's not the diamonds, it's not the pearls. She's you know what I'm saying? Girl. She's that girl. And I miss her dearly and I'm just waiting for her to set up shop so I go to another shop in the interim because we was at a half a nail of new growth. Yeah, like yeah. it was it was so crazy that when I went to the nail shop, the ladies all stood around. It's like four of them and they were <laughs> like, oh, you know, they talking and I'm like, and I knew I even though I didn't know, I knew. I knew and I saw so I, yes. I stopped and I said, my nail lady went to Japan to visit her family and then her shop got shut down. Yeah. And I was trying to wait for her. They were like, oh, I was like, yeah, okay, everybody disperse. <laughs> disperse. So, okay, so, this is not a class. Go back to your sections. So, Please. So, love it. Got this beautiful fall blue. It's um, gorgeous. With a matte top, matte top you know, thing. and I told, these are my nails, you know what I'm saying? And I told them, 
I said, I get hard gel. That's what she does on my nails. She does hard gel. That's what's been working perfectly all this time. Mm-hmm. I noticed as they were doing it, it was different. I was like, this feels a bit more rushed, but I'm going to be optimistic. Okay. So, you know, I love them. They're beautiful. They filed them perfectly. You know, the shape is perfect. Shape all is of that. shaping. And I was yes, like, indeed. okay, look, because important. Very so I was important. like, okay, you know, I can, this can be a holdover in the interim. Next day, gel is cracking on the top of one of the mm. nails. I knew it wasn't my nail because of how far down it was cracked. And I knew I didn't, and I feel no pain. Yeah. So I go to the nail shop next day. Hey. This is cracked. This gel is crack is cracking. Oh, let me look. Oh, yeah. All the way across, just like a fine concrete line. Wow. So she goes into this cabinet and she pulls out some stuff. And I instantly knew I should be skeptical. And what this bitch basically did was put fix a flat on my nail. So wait, she, she just some, like filled in the crack? She put some powder stuff that I'd never seen. And then she put some spray stuff and put some more powder stuff and some more spray stuff and did a buff and then did the gel polish and then did one hard gel and then did, uh, or did she even do the hard gel? I don't even think she did the second hard gel, but she did the matte and then set it and then bang, it was done. And it was very quick. And I was like, Mm. I was very skeptical. And what happens? Mm, The following day, that bitch starts cracking again. And I said, I knew that fix a flat was not going to do shit to my nail. And she was supposed to put the gel and do the whole thing. But you're taking shortcuts. And I said, so now I've got to figure out what else to do in the interim. And then while I said somebody put a nail root on me. Because I go to Antoinette's birthday. La, la, la. Happy birthday. Belated birthday to Antoinette. Mm-hmm. I hope everybody sent her love. And I go to unbutton my jeans. You're in the bathroom now. In the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Nope, not in the middle of the floor. Okay. Not this time. Good to know. Uh, <laughs> not this time. Didn't pee in the middle of the floor for once. <laughs> and I go to the bathroom. Ouch. And I unbutton my pants. And my th- other thumb. <laughs> She snaps past the quick. Let me tell you something. And blood starts gushing from the innards of my finger. And it Mm. was the most painful finger thing I'd ever have happen. (laughs) Like, uh, next to slamming it in a car door, that's pretty bad. But... It was really, really, really awful. Like, and it's so bad that it has to heal some and grow before I could even yes. put an extension on it or any of that. I just, I said, oh no, girl, we're just doing A and D and and keeping it clean and putting some band aids every once in like, I I can't. It needs to grow out. So yeah, somebody put a nail rule. I send it back to you. I send it back to you. Yikes! And your grandmother and all your lineage. Jeez. Don't put no more nail roots on me. So I know. I mean, this is a. I I know this pain. I know this pain well. Mm. Uh, and I guess since we are here, uh, my petty peeve is with myself um, because mm. I similarly uh, injured my, my nail recently. Oh, oh um, no. And it was, I don't know, it was, it's, it's still the strangest thing uh, because the nail didn't break. But I think I actually might have hit the nail bed or the finger. Let me tell you what I did. This is dumb. So just mm. buckle in. As we all know, uh, you know, black people, you know, even in the autumnal season, mm-hmm. we, we like to sleep with the fan on. 
Religiously. <laughs> I feel so seen. One morning, I'm getting up, probably headed to the gym or somewhere. I get up and I'm getting dressed. And I guess I must have forgotten that the fan was on. You know, my ceilings are not particularly high. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so what am I doing? I am reaching up to put my shirt on. And oh, no. these two fingers. Oh, wah, wah, no. Hit, hit <gasps> the ceiling fan. Wah, wah, wah. Oh, no. And, and I mean, I fell to my knees. Like, it's like the kind of pain was writhing around on the floor of my bedroom. Oh, just like, huh. And I'm holding yeah. the hand because at this point it hurts so bad. I oh. think my nails are across the room somewhere. Oh, sister. But I was able to muster up the strength to look at my hand and the nails aren't broken. What I think happened is I think the blades of the fan like caught me like right across the cuticles. Ooh. And so these fingers have been sore for the last oh. few days. I went to get my nails done on Friday and, you know, Felisa was able to confirm that thankfully there was no breaks, which is a miracle. Okay. See? A, a miracle. Okay. She was able to confirm that there were no breaks, but like my actual nail bed is just tender to the touch. Yeah. And so it might it's be just, bruised. It's bruised. I think it is mm -hmm. bruised because I mean, to my, I've been sort of squeezing and touching and there's never been any blood. When she took my uh, polish off, she sort of looked and didn't see any bruising or anything underneath the acrylic mm -hmm. that was of concern. She was able to file my nails and do them, which made me know that the nails themselves weren't broken. But mm -hmm. I did sort of bruise my finger. Mm. And like you said, it's just going to take some time before it feels like itself again. But yeah, that's what we it's are. It's also fascinating how tall you are. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. I didn't know. I'm like, man, I need to get me a place with higher <laughs> ceilings because I should be able to raise both of my hands without when killing When you just myself. said your ceilings weren't that high, I was like, hmm. Mm, or maybe I, I am. Maybe I'm the problem. Noticed. Maybe I told you. <laughs> I told you for most of my life, I didn't know how big I, I actually am. I told you about called my mother my freshman year in college and said, why didn't you tell me that we were huge people? That's me and my butt. Like, I just yeah. be bouncing around here like a bumblebee and yeah. don't realize that the thing is, Toya you know, used to say that all there. the time. She used to say it all the time. You ever just be walking around your house and you catch yourself from the side and be like, damn! <laughs> Look in the mirror instead of my own posterior. <laughs> it's like, there's so much back there. It's just a lot going on. Yeah, when I put on pants and I turn to the side, I'd be like, ah! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. well oh, that yeah. was another episode of getting grown uh shout out to amber again yes. we don't know if the tickets are sold out if they are you missed it, it but but double check yes, if you're please. in new york because the show is tomorrow and there might be one left and get, you don't want to miss out it's going to be a good time um so thank you to amber for joining us we got some listener letters we're going to get into next week we know you all hit us up about uh, Felicia's episode, uh, yeah. Mother, Mother's, comp it's complicated, part two. So we will definitely get into those next week. And sis, take them out, tell them what to do. Make sure that you are attending to the business that is yours and yours alone. That's how you keep your mind moisturized, not ashy, not dry in this season. Mm -hmm. You also want to do your best to moisturize your insides by drinking as much water as your body can sustain. And that's more that's than it. you think. So drink mm. up. Okay, drink up. And finally, you want to moisturize your largest organ, which is your skin. Tell them why, sis. 
Because your black will crack if you're not listening to Illuminating Intersectionality Season 2. Bye! Bye. <laughs> <laughs>